0: I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go. Folks, it's time to sit back, buckle up. Time to. Would you wear a seatbelt? If you can, wear a seatbelt, because it's time to finish the week. The only way we know how bit of fun, bit of a laugh, bit of a giggle, bit of free for all radio. It's the man cave. How about you? How about Valentine's Day this week? We'll have a look at that in just a moment. It gives me great pleasure to introduce, on the man cave, the vice-captain who's been here since day one and very nearly didn't make it today, but he's there now. Here he is. Adam McDonald, the star of the TV show, Aussie Pickers, and, well, they're awaiting a big comeback, a big comeback for Aussie Pickers. Uh, well, there's... I find
1: I find if you if you starve people out, Lukey, they're mm. going to want it more. Well, that's so it, that's I'm it. going to go for the for the ten year
0: starve. No, no, no. I think it'll be quicker than that. I think it'll be quicker than that. But Adam McDonald, uh, the general manager of All Bids Auctions, the largest online auction house in the world, we're going to say that until we get sued. I yes. think, it, yeah, it it is the largest auction house in Belconnen, but I think it's the largest. <laughs>
1: that's pretty good considering we're not and in. And Bungendore
0: and <laughs> Bungendore. Anyway, no. Seriously, all bids, auctions—they are massive—and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, as to what you've got coming up under the uh, the hammer, the internet hammer—in just a little while. Has your has your week been, brother? You've been good.
1: It's been a flat-out week. Um, COVID's still around. It's still like it's still ripping through my staff. So um, you know, oh, it's been good though. It's always it's always up. It's, it's always
0: tough. Toughen little... tuff... <laughs> up. Uh, you t- <laughs> tough you toughen concrete.
1: up. You toughen up when you've got a, like, my, my team of six, you're missing four. Like, it, it doesn't make life easy.
0: You're
2: making them have tests.
0: Hang on a second, I haven't introduced you yet.
1: Oh. No, I'm I'm the, um I'm more of the the trust system, oh. Bish. Well, is that mistake. wrong? Is that wrong?
0: Ball. Yes. Ball. Also on the Man Cave, here she is, to, just to give us a little bit of balance, to bring a female perspective and uh, actually can i that's bullshit I was to bring, say. to bring some to bring the only only touch of professionalism to the man cave and <laughs>
1: And even that's dubious. I'm
0: just
2: adjusting my seatbelt. No, I'm not. I'm taking it off. I'm going to rebel.
0: You're wearing a helmet, Michelle. (laughs) You guys need the helmet. (laughs) Michelle Bishop, uh, one of of Australia's top sports reporters. Uh, If it's sport, she's done it, and she's the best in the business. And she joins us also on the man cave this morning for a bit of feedback and a bit of fun. Good morning to you, Bishop.
2: Morning. Been a big week. Big week in the Bishow household. Yeah,
0: go on. Did you, yeah. get, did you get something for Valentine's Day? And I'm, go, I'm coming to you in a minute, Adam.
2: Can I tell you, if Justin bought me oh, something God. for Valentine's Day, look, he, he doesn't win. It. Like, if he did, I would have gone off my head because what's Valentine's Day? We're not 12. We've been together for 24 years. We have an anniversary. We have, um, you know, birthdays, that sort of stuff. Um, look, he, he played it safe. He wrote me a bit of a poem. No. Yeah, right. it was really soapy. Oh, look, I don't have it with me, but it was something you along the lines. You should have dedicated it
0: to memory. The
2: last time I bought you flowers, um, you know, you've never let it go, is because I didn't come home from the pub. So, um, and you got you would be angry if I used the credit card. So he sort of covered all bases, really. But he made me a beautiful cup of coffee, um, put the palm there, and picked
0: a flower out of the garden. So that was kind of cute.
2: It's funny, kind know, of cute. I
0: wrote Nikki something very similar. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it just came to me in a dream. I doubt Justin was dreaming. <laughs> Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? It goes on. It yes.
2: Wow, I'm I, impressed. I know, I know. Very impressed. Anyway,
0: um Valentine's Day, we'll have a look at that this morning. Is Valentine's Day a wank? Is it a financial I don't know, ripoff? Is it just there to sell cards, chocolates and other things? Or does it strengthen your relationship what, I want to strengthen your relationship please
1: it is it was made up by Hallmark Hallmark made it up there you like, go. To sell to sell cards It's it's, it's like that's mm. what it was made for I heard Hallmark that. said why don't we have a have a holiday dedicated to giving each other love cards and wow we sell love cards so um, but my wife and I'll in a break I'll go and get it what she got me um, she got me a t-shirt. <laughs> with with her name
2: I love b- blazing it
1: blazing across the top and then three different photos of her face. <gasps> That's and so I cool. sort of looked at it and said, where am I going to wear that? And she said, wherever you
3: like. But I'll get it. It's,
1: it's the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see. And every, it's, time you it's, it's every time you
0: don't wear it, you're in trouble. No, that's a trap. <laughs> that's a that massive a trap. trap. <laughs> that is a massive... There's
2: always something going on. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I do it myself. Of course I
0: know. Always. <laughs> anyway, we'll have a look back at the the week that was. And Valentine's Day stole most of the headlines. Is it worth those headlines? What did you do? Did you get into trouble? Did you do nothing and get into trouble? One triple three five three is the telephone number. All righty. So let's have a look at some of the stories that are doing the rounds today. And can I remind our folks that uh, the man cave is for you, ladies, gentlemen, and anything in between? Because you've got to be careful these days. Very true. Give us a call. He, she jump him her something it it. One triple three five three. Uh, if something's happened this week and you haven't had a, 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 the opportunity to ring through to the night shift, now is your time. We, it's been very, very frustrating for a lot of our listeners because we have had a full board of calls from midnight right through until Sparrow's part, And uh, people have been complaining, saying, I'm ringing, I'm ringing, and it's not getting through. Well, there, there were no lines. So I will get through callers as quickly as I can. You are still, this morning, eligible to win Caller of the Week. Somebody on the man cave could do a Bradbury and come from behind and steal caller of the week. We've got some great calls in the hat, but it could be someone who rings us this morning. I'm giving away a leader of Swift Grow, a Triple M t-shirt. I'm giving away an Aussie, uh, an Aussie hose. Has yours arrived, Adam?
1: Oh, they're good, yes. It's, it's arrived. I've got, got it. It's in the backyard. Yeah, it's... it's it's frequently used by Wifey. It's great.
0: Have you got an Aussie hose? Bitch? I I'm, I'm going to organise hose. you. And, oh, wait till you try the Aussie hose. So I'm going to give away that and uh, a few other things. So you could well win Caller of the Week if you jump on board the Man Cave. It's here for one and all, young and old, but preferably over the age of 18 just to keep us out of trouble. All tidy. One, I had a girl ring me. Um, was it last night, Thomas, or was it the night? When did, when did Pink play at McDonald's Stadium in Newcastle what what, what day was that
4: it was Tuesday because remember what she was saying she was going to do because of the day after
0: this is why I'm bringing it up Yeah. so a young girl she identified herself as being of 13 years of age and she rang to say she just got back from the Pink concert and we're going to talk about Pink in a second Mm -hmm. she just got back from the Pink concert at Newcastle and she wanted to tell me how good it was and that was that was fine um, and then um, she went a little bit uh, sideways. Right. Right. And anyway, I said, um, oh, yes, yes, it was, it was Tuesday because it was Valentine's Day. It was the 14th.
4: That's right.
0: That's right. And I said, well, look, it's, you're 13. You better get to bed. It's a school night. And she said, nah, I'm not going to school. I said, you're only 13. You've got to go to school. She said, nah. I said, why not? She said, because it's Valentine's Day today and I have a date. Thirteen.
4: She didn't say that. She said she might have a date.
2: I can show you a text message from my 14-year-old that says, Hey, Mum, can you whack some money in my account? It's Valentine's Day. I need to get something for my missus. How old? (laughs) 14.
0: (laughs) I said, get home. My missus. Get home. One, one triple three five three is the telephone number. This is where Valentine's Day has a lot to answer for. Adam McDonald?
1: Yeah, I'm... I don't know about, um, I can't go to school because I might have a date.
0: 13. I mean,
1: good, try, good try, good try. I
0: mean, but seriously. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that. What, what, so she doesn't turn up for school because she's out meeting somebody at the age of 13. Um, well,
1: I mean, kid, kids will do anything to get out of school. I spoke to Wonderboy yesterday and he was off school on Monday, dragged it to Tuesday and even squeezed Wednesday out of it. And I said to him, how, how, did, how, how are you feeling? He goes, oh, I, reckon, I reckon I've got one more day in me. <laughs> one more day of what? One more day of sickness.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And uh, he was just squeezing it out. All
0: right. Good luck A uh, bit of forward thinking. I'm going to put yeah. it out there. And I'm putting it to mission Adam to have a think about it. But I'm putting it out there, listeners. Give us the best excuse you ever had for getting a day off school. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller, that movie oh, I with love Matthew that Broderick.
2: Movie. Bueller. That, Bueller.
0: Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> that movie, um, directed by and written by John Hughes, has been the iconic um, th- th- wagging a day off school movie. So, this young 13 year old from Newcastle was going to take the day off school because it was Valentine's Day and she thought she might have a date. 13353, we've all wagged school. I wagged it once and hung out in the music store trying out different guitars. That kept me going for an hour. I had then the rest of the day to kill. It was the most boring, it was the worst day of my life because I was tense because I knew that I might You're get caught. Yep. I was going to be in trouble. It wasn't worth it, and I never did it again. Have you ever waxed, Gilbish? Once,
2: same thing. Dobbed myself in. Was I, mm. it I, was in year 12? So all the way to year 12? Who wags in year twelve? Sitting at a set of traffic lights with my P plates on, and my dad used to have a beer truck, a twoies beer truck, and across the road, it was a black town. I'll never forget it. Uh, it was a beer truck, and I thought, oh goodness, dad's see me? So I just went home. <laughs> dad didn't see me.
0: But, it was just guilt. But year twelve is that's not really wagging. Year twelve, you didn't. Well, I didn't, to, I didn't
2: oh. wag school. I, I was a bit of a straighty one eighty. Don't know why. Well but...
1: I f- I found I found if you if you ditch school you might miss something exciting. You <laughs> wow, know, like that's there might have been a scuffle there, 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 oh, I went to Crowie Boys, there was always something happening at Crowy Boys. Oh, I might have missed um, a church service. <laughs> but there but you know, that like every all your mates are at school, so I thought, yeah. you know, you might there might be a scuffle, there might be something exciting happening, but I remember once I ditched school and me and a mate went into into the city to play pool. And when I used to be, I think when I was in year nine, maybe, and I used to get around in, you know, black jeans, flannelette shirts, yeah, an ACDC shirt or whatever, and we got pinched. I don't know how we got pinched, but we, were, like we, got, we both got dragged up to the principal's office and said, You were seen on the way to the beach in beach gear. And me and my mate Phil looked at each other and went, what sort of beach were we going to? Because we were legit in flannel, in flannel yeah, shirts, yeah. Very westy. boots, very westy. Did very you
0: have a mullet very back westy. then?
1: No, but I did have very long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can very, see Very, very long, long blonde hair.
0: Did you ever wag school? 13353, three. what's the most uh, creative reason you took a day of school? And was it a boring, boring day? But it was nothing like Ferris Bueller. Um, the Man Cave here around Australia on the Triple M Network. Lots to talk about. But back to Pink. I don't know how many of my listeners know Manly very well. I know Manly very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. And the Manly Skiff Club, uh, I've been there a, a, a few times. It's I've never been a member. I was a member of the Skiffies Club uh, down at the Spit, but not the Manly 16-foot the Skiffies, Skiff
2: Skiffies, can we spell that just so everyone gets Thanks Thanks. It's a good club to belong to. But the Manly Skiff
0: Club is, um, if you arrive at Manly Wharf, you turn a hard right and go around and up the hill a little bit, and it's just up there, and it's got beautiful views. It's got a lovely big front deck that overlooks the harbour, and it's very, very popular with uh, the millennials. it will a, it's a, it's be, be Manly's sort of number one brunch spot, Adam, if you're with me. Yes. Uh, so anyway, Pink, international superstar has booked a table for 15 people for dinner. And there's an entourage, and amongst the entourage are their kids, uh, her manager, her band. 15 people, pre-booked, 50% deposit, put down on Mm. the table. And she's turned up to the 16-foot skiff club at Manly and uh, said, we have a booking. And in New South Wales, and I don't know about the rest of Australia, so this is where I'm going to need my listeners' help on this. But in New South Wales, there is this archaic law that Adam MacDonald and Bishop goes back to 1976. And it was to protect, it was to separate pubs from clubs back in the day. So a club had lower overheads, but you had to be a member. It was supposed to survive off membership or temporary membership. Remember, this goes back to 1976, part of the Gaming and Liquor Act in New South Wales. So if you lived outside of a five-kilometre radius of the club, you were allowed temporary membership, but you had to show your ID to prove where you lived. Are you you with me, Adam?
1: Yes, I'm with you.
0: Okay. So, uh, So that's because people who lived within a five-kilometre radius of the club, you had to be a member or you couldn't get in. It was to encourage local membership. Sure. Okay. So, Pink, who, who comes from America, wow. <laughs> lives outside the 5K zone, I'm tipping.
2: Just, just to yeah.
0: And her 15, 15, 15 entourage. They've got a table booked for 15 people. So, they get to, and I've heard eyewitness accounts because that night that Pink was trying to get in was a beautiful balmy summer's night and there were quite a few people trying to get in. Oh, it was cheap steak night. That's oh, yeah. It was <laughs> steak or a schnitty? And apparently they have very good steaks. But it was cheap, half price steak night at Skiffy's. So anyway, so lots of and go- it was
1: and it was Valentine's Day, so you're doubling up there.
0: So there was a, a fair queue to get in. Mm. So anyway, and people were going, is that, is that is that is that who I think. Yeah. Anyway, so she gets to the reception and she says, "Hi, I, I can not do the accent. Hi, Hi we're going booking for 15. Um and uh she said, "Okay, can I can I see your ID?" And she said, "I'm 44. I don't have ID." Well, she said, "I'm 4 <laughs> I'm 4 I'm 44, and I'm from California. Um, but no, I don't carry ID. Well, you're not allowed in. There was a bloke, the guy in charge of Manly Markets, whose name escapes me for the moment, he was standing next to her, also queuing to get in, and he's a member. He's a fully-fledged member. And he says, I'll sign you in. Oh, don't worry about it, I'll sign you in. No. Nah, the receptionist allegedly said, no, no, no that's, not, that's not allowed. So then this guy, who's a member... Sees two of the directors mm. through the door in the door, di- so he goes in and says, "Do you know who that is at the door?" And they're not letting her in, and they were be- bewildered, like re- uh, like a rabbit in in headlights, the sp- yeah. headlights. They didn't know what to do. So he's gone back out, and anyway, then another woman who was also a member was trying to defuse it because she she recognised who it was and thought, "This is this is a ridiculous thing." He, anyway, the the reception. So then. Apparently, Pink was incredibly calm. I can't
2: believe she didn't say, don't you know who I am or have a joke. uh, No, I'm I'm so
0: impressed. She never pulled the don't you know who I am card. Wow. Witnesses say she was calm and she sort of said, well, if they're your rules, they're your rules. She did say, look, no, her manager, another quietly spoken man said, look, can we talk to the manager? There's, got, there's got to be a way. We've, we've Some booked. solution. Well, we've booked and we've paid. We put a fifty percent deposit down, and she allegedly said, "I'm sorry, but the manager will tell you just what I've told you. You're not allowed in without ID."
1: Now, there's a, there's a couple of levels to this. Do you reckon if Pink and her entourage turned up in three piece suits and a blow wave haircut, they would have been denied? Or that <laughs> that person at reception. Wouldn't have, would have, wouldn't have questioned it. They would have said, okay, we'll sign you in. But because they might look like a little bit of a ragtag bunch, No, they didn't look like a. Ra-
0: apparently, they didn't look like a ragtag bunch. They looked. They but were, she's got pink hair. She's got pink hair?
1: Yeah, and sh- it's shaved out the sides. So I think the. Although the, plenty
2: of oldies might get down there with pink hair, pink or purple, or you know how they have the rinse? So maybe yeah. that maybe that didn't deter. I mean, her.
1: that reception. Uh, do you reckon that receptionist got they still got their job?
2: You know what? Absolutely. I, I had this very same conversation with my husband because following the rules, they she she, he, the rules. whoever it was would be able to sue. Uh, Pick your the mark. Club. No, you reckon, I'm sorry. Do you reckon the line, you she might be mark. now cleaning gotta, the floors in the back? Uh, you've got
1: you, to know. have that to have that position, you've got to be able to negotiate. Yeah. Negotiate and stick and move and pick your mark and uh, you know well, it's did, not like I the rules aren't hard statement and fast. That
2: the uh, the the club put out was very uh, straightforward. And yes, look, we'll we'll look at our processes better. There was nothing, that was from the
0: secretary manager and yeah. that was released yesterday afternoon. Mm. Uh, but it, it was also written so it sounded a bit like an ad for the club.
2: Yeah, there look, was a winner. There was a winner in all of this and that was uh the craft brewery, Four Pines. Four, that, that were, that's where they went. There you go. <laughs> so, so
0: anyway, I'm about to I'm about Damn to it. go. I'm about to go. So anyway, they they were they weren't allowed in because they didn't have ID and they're the rules. They're the rules. Number one, let's put that to one side. Let's talk about these rules mm. for clubs. So they've they've said, okay, if they're the rules, they're the rules. And they walked away quietly, not a tantrum in sight, not a don't-you-know-who-I-am, mm-hmm. or as I would say, don't-you-know-who-I-think-I-am. There, <laughs> there, was, there was none of that, and they went up to Four Pines. Love it. They walked into Four Pines, and the young girl who was the manager on the night recognised her instantly, and her jaw hit the ground. There's Pink with 14 other people. And they said, uh, we're, we're starving, we're really hungry. They never once. Said anything about the skiffy club. They didn't say you won't believe what we've been through. There was none of that. Nothing. They went into four pines. They said, That's a nice table. Could we have that table? She said, Of course. Make yourself at home. She brought over menus. They had a bit of everything. Uh, they were great. This, there were other customers going, Is that, is that, yeah. and she said, Yeah, but we're, I want to keep it on the down low. I don't, I want her to feel welcome here. This is this young manager. They had a ball at the Four Pines. Well done, Four Pines Brewery at Manly. Absolutely. Raise a glass. Raise a glass. Do
2: you get that? You see what we did with that
0: one? Yeah.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: Very good. Did you, Adam?
1: (laughs) Yes, I saw that coming.
0: (laughs) What do you make of it? One, triple, three, five, three. Should the Skiff Club have broken the rules and let somebody in without citing their ID... Surely when that bloke who runs Manly Markets, who just happened to yes. be there, right, and he said, listen, I'm a fully-fledged member, I'll sign them in, I'll vouch for them.
1: That's right. And so that manager who was at the front there, they just got a uh, their knickers in a twist and said, no, I don't want them now. You, you're breaking the rules, that's not how it works.
2: Perhaps she so, was a Taylor so Swift that, fan and not a Pink fan. Ah, uh, well, well, there, there you go.
1: go. Oh. Couldn't They're shake for it off. Tay-Tay. Couldn't
0: shake that one
1: off. <laughs> I'll be sure on fire. You
0: are on fire this morning. Anyway, uh, stop it. There's plenty to talk about this morning. I've got to play some music and then we're going to come back and look at some other stories that have caused a bit of mayhem here on the night shift during the week. There's a lot of stuff there to talk about. If you need something valued on the wireless, he's amazing. Adam McDonald, if it's old, he'll tell you whether it's worth selling or getting rid of. It doesn't matter whether it's sporting memorabilia, an old poster, a game. Uh, you name it, Adam is all over it. He is the general manager of All Bids Auctions and uh, the star of the show Aussie Pickers. Michelle Bishop, uh, one of Australia's, if not Australia's, premier sports broadcasters and reporters. Um, and you do an amazing job. Um, and I don't, I don't know how to say this without sounding patronising because I'm not. But you work in a very male orientated world.
2: Lots of blokes.
0: Lots of blokes. Get on
2: with them. Get on with them very well. And
0: you're at the top of your game. So, and you've, and you've got lots of great stories. Lots of sport to talk about this morning, including Rosehill Racecourse, Adam McDonald, the yep. the ATC, the Australian Turf Club, which is broke as want to sell it to a developer. Embarrassing. It's worth an absolute fortune. I stand
2: with Gay on this one, Gay
0: Waterhouse. uh, We've put in a call to Chris Waller who trains there. We'll see what he has to say. But we have a housing crisis and the New South Wales Premier, Labor Premier Chris Minns, has already talked about commandeering golf courses, either the whole golf course.
2: Leave us alone. Leave the sporting world alone.
0: Or is housing more important? Get right in the first place. Is housing more important? Is green space more important? Anyway, we'll talk about that and other Sporting issues of the day, but if you want to jump on board and possibly do a Bradbury and come from behind and win Caller of the Week, uh, your call may just do it. One triple three five three is the telephone number. I'm ready to go. Adam McDonald, are you ready to go?
1: Ready to rip in, Skip.
0: Ambisho fired you... right up. Fired up. Yep. Let's go. go. Welcome to Friday, February 16, folks. It's the night shift around Australia on the Triple M network, the man cave. The night shift thanks to Swift Grow, Power Pollen Nature B and um what who else? Uh, Aussie Hoses Pestrol. Oh, I'm going to give away a Pestrol gadget today, kids. Um I'm going to give away a Pestrol gadget. This is the um the terminator which kills mozzies and flies. For, with a three hundred meter radius, I'll tell you more about that later on. So, Core of the week is getting some some really really good stuff today. One triple three five three is the telephone number. And Bish, I know you're sponsored by Nature B. Uh, Adam McDonald, you love your Nature B. Yep. I can't say too much right now, but Power Pollen have a new product coming out, and it is so exciting. It's not. Something you take instead of your power pollen. You still take your power pollen, but this is something so exciting. I just, I can't say anything just now. But well, I have to say I know a little bit about it, but I, I can't it, but say
2: anything either. It's, but it's it is very exciting.
0: Very, very exciting.
2: Takes a lot to get me excited.
0: Anyway, remember your power pollen. Take it Love every day, two every day. Um, Powerpollen dot com dot We will take a break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about some other stuff that we uh, that went up the stick this week. On the night shift. Michelle Bishop is with us. Adam McDonald, the vice captain, is with us. You've got a question for Adam. You've got, uh, if you'd like Adam to look at something. <laughs> the,
1: on the radio. On the radio. <laughs> I'm the only man in the world can look does at stuff look on at, the radio.
0: Does he look at food
2: trucks? I have one. I've heard. About that.
1: What? I still haven't food seen truck, it.
2: Food truck. A Big Mac King Kong food truck. I'm selling it.
0: What are you doing with it? We'll come back after, <laughs> we'll come back after this. Come God. <laughs> It's the Man Cave.
5: It's the most unhinged radio I have ever heard in my entire life.
0: And if you'd like to be part of it, please give us a call. one 3 is the telephone number. Michelle Bishop is with us. So, I mean, if it is
2: constrict... Constri-
0: and, <laughs> uh, and Adam McDonald is with us. <laughs> <laughs> and um we'd love you to, to join in the fun on this Friday morning. I, I, I can't get over the pink story and how... What's turned into a PR disaster for the 16-foot Manly Skiff Club has turned into a PR great um, op- opportunity <laughs> for, for Four Pines. I'll pines, yeah.
2: tell you what, I'd like to be at their next board meeting.
0: Mm. Secretary manager. Oh, wow. The, the girl on reception. Mm. Look, is, is it her fault? I think from what I hear, I wasn't there, but I've heard two eyewitness accounts from locals who were there in the queue that heard the whole thing,
2: common sense heard dude. the mean. Common the girl, sense on, sense the
0: girl on reception read the broom. Mm. The girl you need on reception. to,
1: learn to read the room.
0: But the girl on reception, uh, to to have that job on reception at a pub or a club anywhere, I think you've got to have older heads on shoulders, and you've got to have someone that can s- swing with the blows. And, Absolutely. I mean, but there are rules now. Was, was the Department of Liquor and Gaming likely to break into this? the manly 16-foot skim club, (laughs) the other day and say, uh, right, everyone stop, put down your knives and forks and your beers, I want to see IDs. I want to see, I don't know if that was going to happen.
2: Can I tell you, I've been to many of those places and I've never been asked for ID. In fact, I was a little bit flattered. It was a place in Canberra, Braddon Street, Hopscotch, where I was asked only last year um, for ID and I was flattered. That, well, I thought that, he was like you know coming on to me But like, the, really.
0: But these are these are
1: they're they're funny they're funny down at Hopscotch. I was out on the, the our Christmas party, and I don't know why, but we were lined up and we were about ten people deep, and they picked out the party I was with out and moved us straight in.
2: Exactly and the I, same thing happened to us, and, and i and but know still why. wanted to see ID, and I was like. Hey, champ, I'm 48, but, you know, if you think I'm 18, I'm, I'm with
0: you. <laughs> okay, but th- th- this ID drama with clubs in New South Wales is not about age. It's about where you live because you're not allowed to get into a club if you live within a five-kilometre radius of that club. You're supposed to be a member. That's what it's about, and it's a ridiculous, archaic law that goes back to 1976. Anyway, it's brought it to a head. So maybe it needs to be addressed. I don't know. I don't know the uh, the ins and outs of running a club in New South Wales enough. So someone can, who does can ring us. If you manage a club, yeah, that'd be great. What are the rules and what's this five-kilometer radius thing? And if you were on the door of the skiff club at Manly the other night, and this had happened to you at your club, how would you have handled it, or would you have turned them away? One triple three five three. We also. I want to talk to you about Wagging School. Ferris Bueller and John Hughes. Well, the, that movie's still Bueller, iconic today. Bueller? anyone? Still iconic today, isn't it? And um, and I had a thirteen-year-old girl ring me up after the Pink concert in Newcastle, and I said, "Well, you better get, you better hang up and go to bed now because it's a school day." And she said, "Nah, not for me." I said, "Why?" She said, "It's Valentine's Day, and I might have a date." Thirteen. So she's going to wag school. Why, why did you wag school and was it worth it? Mary, hello. Hi, how are you, Luke? We're, we're all good. Morning.
5: Good morning, morning, everyone. What are you doing
2: up at this hour?
5: Um, I'm driving from Shelton back to, um, to East Melbourne and I just picked up on the radio and I thought, why did I ever wag school? I've only wagged school once only because I was a perfect student mm, and we went suck. to see ABBA. Oh, oh outside right. the town hall. We went. We told them we were going for fish and chips
2: at school. We never went back. Wow, that is awesome. That's, a, that's the best excuse to You went school. to see a no.
0: wag school for Abba, and did you get caught? Did you, or, or as Abba would I, say, did your mother know?
2: Oh, yeah.
6: oh. <laughs> I was
2: going to
0: say... <laughs> did your mother know? That's good, Luke. I was like going to say, gimme, gimme, no.
2: gimme the day off.
5: Uh. <laughs> No, 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 no. We got told. Oh, did I get the? Oh, I got the belting of my life, my dad. Because I, no. <laughs> I had a Greek father. He just oh. didn't wag school, I can tell you. Wow. Yeah,
2: that well, was the best. I, that's gold. I love it. That's a, a brilliant excuse. It's not just you know. I mean, you if you hang you the if beach at
1: yeah, if they're going to wag for a reason, I reckon Abbott gets it over the line, doesn't yeah. it?
5: That's what I think. And guess what? I think, Adam, you've got the sexiest voice on radio. Oh, Adam.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I,
6: I couldn't well, help I da- it,
5: especially at this time of the morning. Oh, Sorry, Luke, yeah. I apologise. And guess who this is, Luke? This is Mary from um, when I rang the last time with regards to the Barbie movie, you know? Barbie, all she ever wanted was a vagina. <laughs>
0: oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That, that's I right. I mustn't have been in that. Day. Okay. Okay.
1: This, this, this is a, this g- hard-hitting current affairs.
0: It is. This will this will win me a Walkley, another Accra. <laughs> this will win me an award. Sorry. What did Barbie need? Okay. Mary went to see the Barbie movie <laughs> mm-hmm. with your daughter or granddaughter. No, just
5: with my just with my friends and and my cousin. Okay.
0: That's, that's right. And you're watching the Barbie movie, and you. Told us, it's a spoiler alert, but don't worry. Mm-hmm. That at the very end of this movie, yeah, Barbie she makes a wish. Is that right? Yes.
5: yes and she s-
0: and she says, "All I really wish for is a vagina. a vagina."
1: What? She says that in the movie.
5: Yes, at the end.
0: Oh, I was really?
1: to
2: take my niece yeah. to see that. I'm glad well, I didn't. Well,
1: fair call, I guess.
5: Yes, and there was a lot of mothers <laughs> there with young daughters, the young children going. Mummy, what's a vagina? I I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was very funny. Imagine if you did. And that's why I said the movie was all about the power of the pouch. (laughs) Imagine if I did take
2: my five-year-old and she pulled that out of all I ever wanted was a vagina at the shopping centre.
0: Wow. And, well, I've got to be honest, from the, from, the, from the moment I turned 13, that was my. Uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. And
1: the, the creepy, creepy uncle leans over and goes, yeah, yeah. me too.
0: Uh, and, 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 what did Ken want? Ken wanted. Barb, <laughs> <Barbie's>, Barbie <laughs> Ken to wanted have, have a vagina. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Ken wanted an operation, he wanted the same thing. <laughs> he wanted the same thing, all right.
5: He wanted, he wanted Robbie Mar- uh, uh, Margot Robbie, so, you know, yeah. Oh. Yeah, she was great. I loved it.
0: This show goes to some very funny places. I, I know. So what,
5: what do I get for this, Luke? What are you going to offer me?
2: I'll
0: put you back to Thomas. You're getting something, for sure, man. Get something, surely. Well,
5: I appreciate it, honey.
0: Okay. Look,
1: He's
5: not giving away vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: say,
0: say Mary. I don't need
1: another one. I've only got one.
5: That's special.
2: Oh, you only need one.
5: <laughs> I appreciate it. You guys have a
2: morning, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> see you <love. laughs>
0: My dad just said I had Drive two penises because I couldn't be that silly playing with one. Anyway, one <laughs> <lunch> triple. And... <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: made
5: your morning, haven't I? Anyway, anyway. <laughs> My mum's
2: listening tonight. This morning.
0: Mm. Hello, Michelle's mum. Yeah, she'll be horrified. One triple three five three. Stay there, Mary. We're got, we're going to get you something. Wag school to see how. Who did your wag school? To see what did you, Why did you wag school? And was it the most boring day of your life, or was it worth it? Um, give us a call. Darren's online. Good day, Darren. Morning, Darren. Hey
7: guys, how you going, team?
0: Good. Welcome to the man cave. We're on fire. What's
7: going on, oh, Daz? I can't beat Mary, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listen, Luke. About five years ago, I rang <laughs> ring up saying talking about a beach volleyball comp in Cootamundra. So it was a bit of a plug for a team. And at the time, you're giving plugs in to small towns.
0: I was on a to small town thing. I'm always happy to promote small towns. Now I know where Kudamundra is. Kudamundra is about forty minutes, half an hour, forty minutes south of Young. Yep. Yeah, and um, I used to broadcast into Kudamundra when I was on 211 and Young. That's right. Yep. That's right. So, what's happening in Kudamundra?
7: Well, today, well, we're travelling down from Sydney, ourselves. we've got five, six teams going down from Milpera, and today, basically, their comp starts with all the young school kids playing today, and basically, who doesn't know the competition, Cootamunders puts down 800 tonnes of sand down the main one of the main streets in town, and it's a small, rural town with, like, you know, like an outback town, so it's pretty big for the town, and they dump all this sand in the middle of nowhere, and... And we've got about two thousand odd people come to town for it, so um, you know. But we're trying to uh, promote what? to get down there. And I thought you know maybe Bish and Adam, they'd probably be pretty close to living down in Canberra. Should go out and give it a bit of a what a great idea! Oh,
2: I wish I'd have known about it a little bit earlier. When is it? Oh, well,
7: when is it this weekend? You, I invited Luke years ago to come play in a team, but he wouldn't come.
0: No, I, I was busy rearranging my sock drawer. You I don't think. have
2: to wear a bikini
0: <laughs> or anything, do you?
7: <laughs> no, people dress up. It's all like the butchers; they dress up in bloody. Oh, I dress
2: up as a butcher.
0: They, they just dress up. Perhaps Everyone I could go with it as Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> have well, you got you a vagina? Go. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. I'd have to hire one. <laughs> yeah, hire, hire a vagina. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> vaginas <laughs> for rent. <laughs> um, well, now, for memory, the main street in Cunnamulla is Parker Street.
7: Yeah, it's the street back. It's behind okay, the pool. So yeah. it's between the pool.
0: All right, and it
2: oh, sounds like a whole load of fun if you're in and around, and or you want to make a weekend of it. Kudumundra yeah, is the
7: place I to mean, be. Yeah, it's like today's. I think it was last year there was 500 kids from different schools around the whole area, like Wagga and places like that. But this year, apparently, it's doubled again, so it's getting bigger and bigger. Well, look, um,
0: I'm happy well, to plug it.
7: Winner wore, wore all short skirts. They, wore, they wore like a like a costume. It was a police theme, so they wore all like really lycra sort of police uniforms.
2: Is there a theme Newcastle. this year? Is there a theme for tomorrow for this weekend? Well,
7: basically, everyone does their own theme. It's where. We're just like we're the Smurfs, so we've got like little blue blue men, and that's in our uniform. <laughs> but um, yeah, like the heaps of younger school kids, they turn up and they play in like you know school uniforms and stuff like that.
2: You could go as Gargamel.
7: Oh, oh, shoot, I'm pretty old now, so <laughs> I'm Gargamel. Pretty... Hey, he Smurfs? does look like Gargamel. <laughs>
2: Who's that? <There> <laughs> Who's that? Oh no, I'm showing my age. Who's that? Gargamel from the Smurfs.
0: No. Nimble.
1: He's the bad guy the out of the bad Smurfs.
0: Guy. Nah, he's the cat. He, I'm showing my age. Oh. No, I have no idea. What's the t- cat's name?
1: Oh, What's the cat's
0: name? One triple three.
2: As real. wow, you're on. You are on. It too.
1: This is my yeah, jam. Right. Nineteen, nineteen, early nineteen nineties cartoons are my jam. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, every. There was like Luke could be radio Smurf. <laughs>
2: there you go. What, what would I be?
1: Smurfette. Uh, Smurfette. i it. could be sports reporter Smurf. Oh,
2: there you
0: go. Smurfette. <laughs> anyway, Darren, good on you. Man. I hope it's a great
1: weekend. She was a bit dubious, Smurfette.
0: There you go. Darren's beach volleyball competition is in Cootamundra this weekend. All roads lead to Cootamundra
1: Yeah, L- get down and have a look.
0: Which is on the Olympic Way, just behind Parker Street. The Olympic Way is the road that Be goes. worse, the Olympic Way is the is the highway that goes from Bathurst through Kara. Mm-hmm. Through um, all the way down through Young, all the way down to Cootamundra. Then it goes south again, further on, links onto the Hume Highway and goes to Melbourne. It's called the Olympic Way because in 1956, that was the road that the torch went on. Wow, there you go. And it's called the Olympic Way. I
2: want to call him Google Maps after that. You've just taken us around the country. Oh, there Very
0: impressive. you are. Impressive. There you are three, five, three is the telephone number if you uh, want to be part of the program. Um, Bish and Adam, this is one for you. I don't get American football, but I'm learning. But because of Taylor Swift, more and more women in the United States are learning about American football. Do you
2: really think they are, though, Luke? Seriously. I had this conversation the other day. We talk about the ratings, yeah, sure, a whole lot more eyes. In Australia, you know, had a bit of a look because they wanted to see Taylor Swift, but I don't think they gave a rats about the actual game. I don't think they could name a play, a score, a, yeah, a player.
0: Okay, I'm going to put this question out there, and there's plenty of people online, but I want to add this to the conversation. Number one, it's an American game, which I really struggle to understand. I'm getting there. But I've never been a fan of the NFL because I grew up with Rugby League. Mm. And before Rugby League, every kid learns to play soccer. So American Rules football was really never on my radar. But it's because of pay TV and um, Foxtel mm-hmm. and all that now. All those sports are now being beamed into Australian lounge rooms. And maybe there's it, it's got a huge following. Or is it really just about Taylor Swift? One triple three five three. did you... Talking about taking wagging, did you take Monday mm-hmm. off to watch the Super Bowl? Is it because you're a fan of the game or does Taylor Swift bring some sort of an edge to it? Adam, what are your thoughts?
1: I Every year I usually take the Super Bowl day off, but that's just because um, me and my old schoolmates get together once a year for what we call the business businessman's lunch. Um, and basically it's just um four hours we can drink wine and eat food together. Um it's got nothing to do with the game. We we that's just the day we get together and we um tell our wives and partners, oh, it's because of the Super Bowl? No mate, it's because of the wine and the food. All right, well
0: I wanna know one triple three five three, did you take the day off to watch the Super Bowl? Um it was very close, it was one in overtime. But here's my other question. Would Tay Tay have been asked for I D <laughs> at the Skiff Club? <laughs> I'm thinking. I think she would have handled. Wouldn't that it be a little great? Differently. We'll come back and we'll talk some more. It's Friday. It's the Man Cave on Triple M, the night shift around Australia on the Triple M network. Bish is with me, Bish Boner and the vice captain Adam McDonald here as we end the week and look back at some of the stories that made headlines. Uh, we'll, uh, we've got plenty more to talk about. If it's green and it grows, you need swift. Oh, before I do this, the quickie. I forgot. Ooh, love the oh, quickie. Quickly. Okay, now the quick one minute. Th- quickly. This is day three. This is day three. So the quickie sounds like this. Hopeless. It's radio, Adam. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking. thinking. Did you right. hear that sound? Yeah. That's the quickie. Clue number one, Adam, was it's a nineteen eighties song and on Friday it always is. Clue number two, it's an Australian band. Sounds like this. Big hit, huge hit, huge band, 1980s. That's the quickie. Have a crack. If it's green and it grows, you are going to love Swift Grow, the amazing all-organic fertiliser. All of Australia is raving about it. And the founder, the inventor, Joe is overseas at the moment, travelling through, I'm not even allowed to say where, because I don't want to give his competitors a heads up, but there are governments overseas that have invited Joe to go on tour and they want, as part of a national agriculture plan, to import Swift Grow to save their crops. Because farms and home gardeners for the last 75, 80 years have been putting artificial fertilisers on on crops and in our backyards, in our plants, and it's absolutely ruined the soil. And what Swift Grow does is it puts nature and natural bacteria back into the soil, and the results are unbelievable. Here is the best deal ever: a five-liter bottle of Swift Grow, just $120. Bucks, and that includes free delivery anywhere in Australia. Now, Joe's oldest daughter, Montana, she's the one that does all the orders. So when you leave a message or when you Go online, swiftgrow.com.au. It's Montana that will look after you, and she is just gorgeous. She's a lovely girl, and uh, she helps her dad. It's a family business, Swift Grow. But is it growing, and it's going international? If it's green and it grows, you'll love Swift Grow. Give it a go, folks. You won't believe the results. We'll take a break. Be back. The Man Cave and Triple M. (laughs) Uh, Bish Boner and Adam McDonald, it's The Man Cave. On Long Neck Friday, 133353. Very quickly. um, Colin, welcome. Yes, how are you? I'm good, mate. Here it comes again. That's the quickie. What is it? Bon Jovi,
8: living on a bread.
0: No. It's not. I'm very sorry. Uh, Glenn, hello. It's an Australian band, okay? That was clue number two. 80s Australian. Glenn. Luke,
9: how are you, mate?
0: Good, thank you, Glenn. Where are you?
9: Uh, I'm in the place called Bang Ho, mate, in Melbourne. I'm asphalt in a road at the moment.
0: Do you have um, power?
9: Yes.
0: Did you lose it the other night?
9: No, no, we got lucky.
0: Very some good. You were lucky.
9: The road. Some did, some didn't, mate.
0: Yeah, yeah, unbelievable how vulnerable we are. But don't get me started on that. We can talk about it later on. Glenn, what's the quickie?
9: Is it
0: in excess? Ooh. Am I hot? I don't know if they had sang a song called Am I hot?
10: Ah, uh, the song's kick.
0: Oh. <laughs> nah. Ah. Sorry, mate. 133353 is the telephone number. Um, Vice Captain Stewart's online for you.
1: Hey, what's going on?
11: Wait, I'll get. Two quick questions for you. One, I've got a 99 State of Origin jersey fully signed. It's uh, Laurie Daly, Glenn Lazarus, Spud Carroll's last game.
1: Yeah, right. Always popular, the Blues jerseys. Um, Is it framed up?
11: Yeah, mate, fully framed. Got a plaque underneath with the score, crowd, everything else. And it's also got a team photo on the side of it.
1: Yeah, those are... um they sort of produce these for um, for the games. <clears throat> pretty important that Spud Carroll's last game. Um, any any self-respecting man cave needs to have these items on the wall. Maybe six hundred something like that, considering yep. it's framed up and the whole yeah. team's there. But yeah, um, wow. that's the sort of market they are. All
11: right, mate. And the other one is, mate. Uh, Dad was pretty high up in Australia Post, and he got given a present on his retirement, and mm. it's all framed, and it's a Stamp. It's probably about ten centimeters by ten centimeters of Grant Hackett winning the gold in the Olympics. And then beside it, it's the same stamp, like normal stamps, with about ten of them all joined up. Um, beside it, like down. Yeah. And from what I understand, it's probably the only one that's ever been made.
5: Oh wow!
1: Wow. Yeah. Right. So the, the, you know, that's what I call their um, instant collectibles. I call them. It's like they only release. You know, release a run of 10. So it it automatically makes it, um, highly sought after by the, the stamp collectors. Um, I don't know much about stamps. I'll be brutally honest with you, but, um, it'd be definitely worth a fair whack because, um, being such a short run, um, such a sporting icon. Um, but I could have a look into it and, um, get back to you on that. Um, I've got a guy that's right into stamps. Yeah. Um, if you could just send me a photo to, What's it honestly worth on Instagram? And I'll, yep. I'll definitely have a look for you and I'll get back to you. But down right, in Canberra, the, the, the secondary stamp market is massive. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, hit me up there, man. I'll have a look. I'll be happy to have a look and tell you.
11: Oh right, mate. Cheers. Thanks for that. And Luke, Good on you. mate, I jigged year 10 every Monday.
2: Wow. Wow, why? Every why every Monday? My son did this for a whole year and it wasn't until parent teacher night we worked out why and it was because of the NFL.
11: Uh, no, it was there was me and three mates. We jigged every Monday in Year Ten, and one week we'd go motorbike riding. The next week we how go did you get surfing. away with it?
2: Every Monday,
11: yeah. uh, we got away from it till last term of parent teach interviews. And yeah. yeah,
2: always get caught. Do
0: you get in trouble? Yes,
11: uh, just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs>
0: mm. what sort of trouble by by standards. Uh, by well, today's standards?
11: By today's was it legal? <laughs> Yeah, no, you are allowed to whack not. back then.
0: <laughs>
2: back in the good I'm,
11: old days. I'm your vintage Luke, so you can imagine what my parents did to my backside. I don't think I sat down for about a week. Did involve a strap? Um, yeah, it did actually.
2: Can I actually really put it out there? Back then, was there such a thing as, did parents actually use the buckle end? I used to be threatened with it. It never happened.
11: I never got the buckle, but I got the belt.
0: Yeah. And the worst thing was your dad would say, go and get my belt. You had, to... You
2: had to choose your belt. Yeah, absolutely. You that's go... sick. That's to... crazy <laughs> stuff. And you used to yep, not had... get the really thin ones cause they hurt even more. You'd sort of get the bit sort of thicker ones, but this is so true when we knew we were in trouble and dad was coming home and we we're going to cop it, we all used to pad up. So we'd put like three and four pairs of pajamas <laughs> on and put a pillow in and yeah. do everything that we could not to make it obvious.
11: Oh, that's exactly right. And as as, Luke just said, yep, you had to choose
2: your own, own weapon. and That's sick. Yeah. And you'd just scream like a bitch at the first one, so he'd stop. <laughs> yeah.
11: And the thing is, you knew you were in trouble before you even got home, so you'd try to delay the inevitable.
0: Yeah. There was nothing worse also, because back in the day, uh, in, <clears throat> most Australian homes, mum stayed at home. So mum would be at home, and she would say,
2: Wait till your father, Wait till your home. father comes oh. home. Oh, <laughs>
0: You just wait till your father comes home. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I and remember you,
1: you when I coming. got, I got in a bit of strife with um, with the law, and I was sitting in the police station, and they said, "We're going to call one of your parents." And I said, "Call Mum, call Mum," and they said, "Righto, we're calling oh, your dad." dad. <laughs> and uh, seeing him walk in, seeing him walk into that police station, his full military greens, I've never been more scared in my life. No.
0: Because Adam was a um, an army brat. You correct, Adam. Yes, yeah, that's that would correct. have been a
2: little bit humiliating
1: for him too,
0: with the uh, oh, with the police, oh, fellow oh, police was, officers. Was
1: oh yes, and didn't he, my make darling that crystal child, crystal mm. yeah.
0: N- Nikki was telling me, stay there, Stuart. Um, Nikki was telling me she got done for shoplifting <laughs> when she was she she could have been in year seven. She she she's not sure that it was primary school or just in the high school. Anyway, and they went to David Jones down at the mall, Ringamall, Mall, and she stole a, a boob tube. <laughs> and she was with two other girls that stole everything. They stole um, purses and um, lipsticks, uh, t- tester um, perfumes. perfumes. Yeah. And Nikki took a boob tube, and she was the only one that got caught. <laughs> and the lady that caught her, the, shop, the, the lady who was in charge of that floor, knew Nikki's mum. Oh no, that's yes. worse. Yes, and so she said we want. She got taken into a back office, and she said uh, we want you to go and tell your mum. And I know your mum. And then we want either one, you and one of your parents to come back down for a chat before we press charges. Wow, bo- that's awful. So anyway, boob she went tube. home. Does she
2: like shut her at boob tubes now?
0: So she. I don't know. I do. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway So, so and, she, and she said, wait till your father gets home. And you know what her father said? Because he still calls her button. Right. But, she said, button. I'm just so disappointed. And that was it. That's all that. And, oh, she, wow. and to this day. Anyway, Nikki's mum said, thank God you got caught because you'll never do it again. It's true. I'm so glad you got caught.
1: Oh, it's so, so true, yeah.
0: Anyway, that was my... Minister for War and Finance, that's her life in crime.
1: I
2: love it. (laughs) I'm sure. Did you you could have bought her a boob tube for Valentine's Day.
0: She would have said, I'm so disappointed.
1: You could have stolen her one. Even better.
0: What's worse is if you take it off and then go, I'm so
1: disappointed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm only only joking. (laughs) I'm not, I'm seriously, I've said this before. I'm actually not a breast man. I'm not, I I don't, breasts don't do it for me. Never have.
2: Because I have breasts. I'm i do not sure my
0: either. I'm not a breast person. That is that why men are obsessed with these things? Mm. Yeah, I know. They're annoying. We all have them. They're annoying. Mind you, I've always said that women should have three. <laughs> Where are we going with this? I reckon there should be one on the back for dancing.
3: <laughs> this is The Night Shift.
6: <laughs> oh,
1: that's it is. The Night Shift. M Network. I don't get it. I don't get what does dancing have to do with a, a back anyway. boob.
5: <laughs> We've moved right along. Thanks,
2: for your
1: call yes, Stuart. Thank you. Remember my Good mum's listening. You, sorry, thanks, Luke. S- s- sorry, Stu.
5: It's the most unhinged radio I have ever heard in my entire life.
0: One triple three five three is the number. Um, it's Australian and it's nineteen eighties. That's the quickie. Uh, Andrew's online. G'day, Andrew. Yes. Morning, Andrew. What are you doing
2: up right now?
12: Uh, I'm on night shift, like you guys. Yep. Uh, But I'm currently checking gates and boundaries as part of my jobs.
2: So you're a security dude.
12: No, 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 but that's part of my duties for my role at the company I work at.
2: Right, okay. Wagging school. Tell us your story. Well, is it?
12: technically wagging if your parents tell you that you don't have to go to school that day because you've got a mechanic coming to help fix your car.
2: Wow. You know what? I'm guilty no, of this no, stuff. I'm guilty it's only of this wagging as a parent.
1: If, it, it's only wagging if your parents don't know.
0: No, it's not yeah. wagging if your parents know. Yeah. Well, no, it's, that's not it's wagging. It's not the
1: fact that they knew, it's the fact they told
12: you, look, you can't go to school today because you've got a mechanic coming to fix your car. And you need
0: to help it. It's not wagging at all. Yeah, no, it's not wagging. That's, definitely not wagging.
1: That's, ah. what, that's what do they call them? A
0: rostered day off. Yes, that's not wagging, oh, Andrew. Yeah, well, when you're in year twelve, I don't think you get rostered days off. Yeah, but year twelve, you're, you're there to do your HSC. I don't think anyone gives you a can shit. You
2: have mental health days. They're new.
0: Oh yeah, well, this was uh, this would
12: be twenty five years yeah, ago. Yeah, no, so we didn't have those. Days weren't really a mm. thing back then.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, Andrew, it's not wagging. If your parents know, sorry. No, Okay, goodbye. One, triple, three. <laughs> it's not. Well, it's not. Righto. No. Josh, hello. Hey, mate, how are you? Hey, Josh. Joshy. So my, uh,
10: my old fella, he wagged school for uh, six months. Ooh.
0: This is your dad? He, uh,
1: yeah, well, yeah, my I'm dad. I'm glad we're talking about your <laughs> <Yeah>. father. <laughs> I was worried about that too. I was going to say, wow.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is your father? <laughs> my father, Yes. Tell us the
1: story.
10: So he, uh, he forged a letter from his parents, uh, signed mm. back all of his books mm. and told the school that he was moving in a state. <laughs> That's um, so good.
6: Oh, <laughs> <all right.
10: laughs> Yeah, so six months six months that went on and uh, he... How did he get caught? His, <laughs> his mum was a nurse working in uh, Bondi and uh, he was walking through uh, the Bondi moor and his, uh, his mum caught him, caught out to him He did the uh, the look over the shoulder and thought, all right, I'm going to bail. Um, So (laughs) when he got home, when he got home, he got the belt. He had horses and carts on the back of his legs for about a month.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. You know what? I can relate to this because my my oldest brother, Dale, he did that. Not that long, but he signed my mum's signature to say, you know, why... She was away. My mum's name was Marilyn. Well, let me tell you, spelling wasn't his he, forte. Hey? Oh, he misspelled.
0: <laughs> that, that's very funny. I tell you,
1: you got to, you got to give it to the, you got to give it to the old bloke, though. Like, I'm not going to take one day. You know, I'm going to go for the prize. I'm going to
0: the take whole,
1: whole, the the rest it. of my schooling career. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, going. It's either, it's go go big or go home.
2: Yeah. Okay. i it. That's oh, very,
1: uh,
10: that's very it, good. He knew every, every trick in the book before I could even pull it. Uh,
0: that's, that's a really good story. You, you must be so proud. Tell me, what, what, did you, <laughs> what did your old man end up doing for a living?
10: Uh, he's now a disability support worker.
0: Good on him, eh? Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. Good on, him. good on him. Good on you, Josh. Thanks for the call. When did you wag school and why? 13353 Have you ever been out in public and someone famous has been refused service? Or um, we're talking about Pink at the Manly 16-foot Skiff Club. She wasn't allowed in. Because she didn't have ID, she had a table booked. Fifteen of them. She, they prepaid. They fifty percent deposit.
2: Listen, just let's Did just they, have a think
0: about that. How much would fifty percent
2: be for fifteen people spending up big? They'd be fuming. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Did they get fuming. their money back? Well, they'd have to. Did the skiffies give it back? They'd have to give it back. Oh,
1: home. would they? Would what? they have to, though? Like, if you don't comply by the rules and the regulations, that's, that's It'd on you. It would
2: be more of a PR disaster. I'd say that money was redeposited back into Pink's account the following morning.
1: Yeah. I could... thought you were going to say she was denied because they weren't wearing collars or something. Or open-toed yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah, or...
0: No, no. They just didn't have ID. They just didn't, and uh, apparently her behaviour was exemplary. She was classy. Yeah, she I loved the fact she was classy. She didn't carry Thought on. You knew who I am, or shall I say, pink didn't see red. I love it. Yeah, and um, so there you are. One triple three five three. Stuart, hello. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm good.
13: Um, yeah, I, I, I do bounce in on a Friday, Saturday night sometimes, and um. Oh wow. If, <laughs> If, uh, it's more if you're over eighteen. Now she definitely looks around about forty. I hope that guy gets um gets the boot.
0: It wasn't about age. Yeah, it, in New it's so- the type of club that you're it in is. Victoria, in New. And please ring me and tell me if you're the manager of a club anywhere. In New South Wales, they have this archaic rule introduced in 1976 into the Gaming and Liquor Act, and that is, a, clubs had to have a point of difference to pubs, and. The, the, um, the clubs were supposed to base their revenue on a membership, and you had to live outside of a five kilometre radius to be a, granted temporary membership of a club in New South Wales. If you lived within, and so you would show your driver's licence, and they would have a protractor and a mm-hmm. map. Absolutely, I remember that. And and they would do a circle to see if you lived outside the five-kilometre radius. I'm not making this up. No. And if you lived within, you had to join. They wanted your membership fee. If to let you in outside the 5Ks, you were granted temporary membership, but you had to be signed in by a member. This is how... I know, it's unbelievable. You know what?
2: This happened to me uh, uh, in the holidays. Over Christmas, went down to Batemans Bay uh, took Nana out for a, yeah, for a day. Yeah, I love Bateman's Bay. We went into the local RSL there, and I was allowed in, signed in as a visitor.
0: What's that club right yeah, on the what water they that's do. blue? Is that the one? I think that's where I was. And it's got accommodation. We stayed there. There you go. Yeah. Um, but what they, yeah, we were what allowed they do in. now, though. Yeah, what
1: they do now, though, if you're inside the area and you're not a member, they just said, "I oh, don't worry about." will sign you in, and someone always signs you in. Like, you've never – there's absolutely no way any club or razzle or anything like that will say, no, you live you live inside there. you're not coming in. No one would. And then there's – No one would. There's they, some someone other, there will sign you in.
0: Somebody who works and manages a club within New South Wales – and listen, if you manage a club outside of New South Wales, what are the rules? But this is what's happened with Pink at the Skiffies 16-foot Skiff Club at Manly – And there's some other rule, you have to sign in and register if you're going to play the poker machines.
2: Yeah, well... There's something to do with that. Well, I mean, I'm not a pokey player, but you do, I I, I gather that's why they take that information in the first place. Like, going out to somewhere like Panthers, uh, out at Penrith, um, they're very strict in taking all the details, and I gather that's what it's for.
13: Um, Stuart. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm in Victoria, and we we yeah, we only see that in the, in the Razzle, so that's about it. Yeah. yeah. But um. Would anyway, you have let I'm Pink in? Quickie. He's rung up for the quickie. Would you
0: have
2: let Pink in? Surely.
0: Pink?
13: Yes, I would have let Pink in. I wouldn't definitely.
2: have let Taylor in. Tay Tay
0: Smith. No, no,
13: I wouldn't have let her in.
0: Yes, but if she was refused entry, would she just shake it off? No, she wouldn't. She would carry on. You just buy the place. I went right over your head. I got it. I got it. Yeah, was wasted on you. <laughs> S- sorry, Stuart. Go on.
13: Yeah, no, no. I was just, um, yeah, just gonna bring up the quickie, mate. Go. Um, choir boys run to paradise.
0: That's a really good guess, mm. but no, nah.
1: it is very good ah.
0: guess. It's a very Only good guess, but sorry, uh, Bernie, where are you, Bernie?
10: I'm in Footscray, mate. Okay, go. Pseudo um, <laughs> Echo, listening.
0: Oh, no. It's, it's a good guess. I haven't heard pseudo Weko for ages. Sorry, Bernie, you're wrong. Jared's in Adelaide. G'day, Jared. Yeah, g'day, mate. How, how are you? Uh, oh, uh, Man Cave
14: crew, what's going on? Well, you, you're listening. You tell us how what's, we going. How are we? Rate mate, us tonight, rate
2: Jared. Jared. Rate us tonight. I
14: reckon you guys are kicking ass and taking names. That's what I reckon.
2: Oh wow, oh, we like. <laughs> All right. George, what are you doing up?
14: All right. Um, so I'm a um I'm a butcher by trade. So I'm traveling Australia at the moment. I'm just picking up a bit of work here in Adelaide, and then I'll keep on traveling.
0: Oh, you well. see, you're a traveling oh, butcher.
14: Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been. I'm only um, 25. So as soon as I got fully qualified after COVID, I'm like bugger this. Couldn't see couldn't see a lot in Melbourne for a couple. of for a year and a bit, you know, with all the you lockdowns and that so
2: this. You need to put this on digital and, and yeah. go around and YouTube, Australia to YouTube all different... your adventures. Yeah, absolutely.
14: Yeah, yeah my, my missus, my missus so is into you're... all of that, mate. I, I'm just, I'm into catching fish and like, you know, remembering stuff
2: and that way. I can't up. do it. And, yeah. Catching fish and chopping up the meat.
1: So yeah, are, you, yeah, are yeah. you like a, a butcher in. Are you working in butchers in butchers shops or yeah. abattoirs? Yeah, a or...
2: legit
14: butcher? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I got a certificate three in retail butchery. So, yeah, retail butchers and stuff like that.
0: Nice. And have you had
14: so, any, I, any problems right. finding work? Mate, none. None? Every, every every place every place I've gone, even up to, like, I've gone up to Queensland, stuff like that, over the Northern Territory, and I've just thought, you know, like, I might as well go there. I'll work for a day at some shop. I'll just say, mate, I'm aroused about. I can do snags, burgers, make something for you. I could serve on a counter, I don't care. Oh, and wow. um, then, I, what I, yeah, then what I get on that, what I get is like, he's like, oh, you know, your day is rah, 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 I'm out. And I'm like, cool, And I just cry back my own meat and just pick it out of the window? So I'd end up picking out like a couple hundred bucks worth of meat and then I'll, they'll do us another couple of months they wow. we'll keep going. Wow.
2: So tell me something, what did you do for Valentine's Day? What did you pick out of the window?
14: Oh mate, I used to, I done like um what we what we call beef bombs, which is like um, a slab of eye filler wrapped in bacon, garlic butter on top. You slap that in the oven, do a bit of um, roast veggies on it, and the garlic butter, oh, um, all the good Oh, you're quite
2: romantic. Oh wow. <laughs> wow, Yeah,
14: all all that sort of flavour and that goes all over, it. no, nah, it's a bloody awesome little ticket, that one. Do you have someone
0: special in your life?
14: Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a missus. Actually, as we were travelling, I proposed to her on the um, what they call the um Tanami track, which goes from Kananara to Alice Springs.
2: Please tell me she's documenting all of this. Is she?
14: Hey, oh, uh, no, nah, probably not. She's asleep.
2: No, no, I mean the, I mean your travels. Uh, you, yeah, only... yeah,
14: no, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's, she's very much. And what's in that she sort doing?
2: Is she doing the same? Does she? Is she? You know.
14: No, she's, so she manages logistics and stuff like that. She's got a truck driver's license, so she found a bit of work right around the corner from where I'm working sort of thing, and yeah, just for a couple of months, we're just saving up a bit of coin, and then we'll go travel for another probably yeah, six or eight months and then go up to yeah, good probably, probably WA, go find work at a cattle station up there again, because I worked at one in Northern Territory, so that was pretty cool.
2: Wow. Well, you've been in a very
0: interesting call this Good morning, life. Jared. Yeah. yeah, a butcher on the run.
2: Do you like actually yeah. wear a proper apron and everything? You know, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. got a
14: proper apron. I got a um got a gift from my um grandpa, which is an old school um butcher's roll, like how they had their knives in a roll rather yeah. than Love in a yeah.
2: that's how I have my makeup, just so just letting you know.
14: My yeah. makeup oh, brushes, awesome.
2: something similar, yeah.
14: Sweet.
0: You're ready
15: to go. She's ready to go all right,
0: mate. <laughs> hey, Jared. Yo. You're a very interesting character. Can we stay in touch with you? Yeah. And here on the night shift, as you yep. go from town yeah, to town, just... can, can, yeah. can we keep up with your travels? And maybe every now and then you can tell us where you are, what the meat, how much the yep. meat is worth. Yep. Uh, how much a kilo. And you? Yep. And it sounds like, to me, you, 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 you probably have a recipe or two up your sleeve.
14: Yeah, yeah, I've got a couple of recipes on my sleeve. I actually made my own um, my own um, burgers when I was an apprentice. They gave me a bit of an admission to make your own burger patties and stuff like that. So I made a uh, cheesy jalapeno burgers. So like when you cook it, the cheese just like creates a crust, and you got like a hard oh, cheese crust on a fresh jalapeno oh, burger yeah, and stuff like there. that. Ended up winning um, so tell silver me this. back at uh, back at Melbourne. You won what? A uh, silver medal for um, best burger in Melbourne.
0: This this guy's a very you know interesting. What?
2: There's a little butcher shop at Bungendore. Feel free yeah. to frequent it as jo- often as you like.
0: <laughs> oh, <that's> sweet.
2: <laughs> Write that one down, Bungandor. Border Bungandor. of New South Wales and Canberra.
14: Yeah, awesome. I know,
0: it, it, it kind of also sounds like an adjective too. Is like, what's the quickie? Oh, I couldn't give a like, you know, doesn't it? <laughs> My dad
2: yeah. exactly. used to say, where do you live again? Bugger off. Yeah. No, Bugger off.
0: <laughs> Yeah. What do you, what do you think about it? I couldn't give a Bungendore. <laughs> hey, speaking of proposals, the Prime Minister proposed. It's a story that we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, he mm-hmm. proposed to his long-time girlfriend Jodie Hayden on Valentine's Day mm. and get this, he did it at the lodge. He That's went boring. he went out into a balcony. Boring.
2: Boring. Rumour
0: has it he went down always on one. I said
2: no. <laughs> Fix the country.
0: <laughs> we're, going to talk, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Hey, Jared, when, have you proposed yet? Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah, so, yeah, I've, um... Yeah,
1: you just said he did oh, it on it
2: the it. track. Oh, where, 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 where was that, the Talamine or something?
14: Yeah, the Tanamite track, so <laughs> it was... Did uh, you get on one knee? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, oh. I actually, um, tried to do a little bit cute, so we got a dog with us, and, um, oh, I actually, oh, like... tied. Oh, it's
2: just too... There's something, this has got to be something.
14: Yeah, it's got to be something, <laughs> right? Too, too um,
2: perfect.
14: <laughs> um, so, what I've done is I actually, I kind of stitched it up a bit, so I tied the ring to the dog in a little poo bag
0: <laughs> That'll in a me. poo bag
14: in a poo bag well that's all i had you know like that's all the baggage that i had so i just tied it on there and i was like oh call, call over Koda, you know like i think something's wrong and she's like oh okay called over she just gave the dog a big pat gave a pat on the head pat on the back and then just turned around and walked away
2: poo
14: no nah, she didn't no nah, no nah, nah. she just gave it a bit of a pat on the head and the pat on the back and just looked at him and then walked away and started cooking dinner a bit and i'm like Oh well shit, didn't prepare for this.
2: <laughs> you needed a bigger ring. Bigger. I needed diamond. a bigger
14: ring, yeah. So then I'm just like, Oh, you know, oh, oh, oh I think there's something on his back. Oh. Had to really point it out, but she was alright. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did she well, say yes straight away? were there tears?
14: Yeah, oh mate, there was tears everywhere. And um did you we cry? Ended up um Tell me hey, you cried oh, and you'll just yeah. complete
2: me. Oh, oh Jared, <laughs> of course <I> did.
0: Jared <laughs> Yeah. The romantic yeah. butcher. Yeah. That's it. All right, Jared. You've won us. You're going to win a Triple M T-shirt. Um, oh, sick! but you yes. ra- you ra- you actually rang up for the quickie. You better get to it.
14: Yeah, mate. Um, it, is it Men at Work? Who can it be now? 1980s. Yeah, it's 1981, I think. Mm And, and Australian was- band, so y- Men y- at Work. Yeah. God, I hope so. Oh, oh, no. He's done it. No. Beautiful.
0: <laughs> he's done it. Joke.
14: Oh mate, that's Does that mean he gets.
1: Yes. He gets a free Does poo that mean bag. So he gets two Triple M T-shirts.
0: Yeah, free and, poo bag and the and a Triple M poo bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, Triple M poo bag. Yes, yeah, sorry.
1: Sponsored. <laughs>
0: that's what we need. Tell promotions. Yeah. Because triple we Triple
2: M poo bag. Because
0: we are a, a high class act this night shift on the man cave. Can yeah, we? Yeah. Can you please tell? Uh, Rex, or whoever's in charge, can we yeah. please have Triple M man cave poo bags?
2: Cleaning up the yeah. community. I like it.
0: Yeah, trying Cleaning to keep the, the airwaves community. clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a piss off. I
2: want you on my marketing team, Luke.
0: Congratulations, Jared. Stay there. We're going to shower. Jared you. Out. Awesome. the butcher. Just one more thing, as well. If that's oh, all right.
2: Oh, Jared, I don't know that I can take yeah, it anymore. You're putting my husband um, to shame. You were,
14: <laughs> you were talking about um, people on notes and stuff about a few, uh, a couple of days earlier. Like, um, you know, putting someone's face on the notes and oh, stuff yep. like that, and so who's going oh, to be yeah. on the next note? What about Steve Irwin, eh?
2: Oh, I like that. I
14: like him. Mate, Stephen. I've never met someone that hates Steve Irvin. You we'll know, take you there, Aussie. we'll get
2: you excited. Yeah. That was what he used to say, guys.
14: Yeah, bloody oath. He
2: used
0: like, to you he know, did j- annoy other people. Oh, he I did, loved him. He did annoy the people. People say, oh, why is he bothering that wildlife? And, really? then, and then that controversy when Bob was a little baby and he was feeding the oh, crocodile yeah. with nice. Bob.
1: Dang, dangling over <laughs> he the,
0: was the crocodiles. Bob. He, he, he copped a lot for mm. that. He oh, co- I'm, still, I'm still a fan. Anyway, Jared, you're an ideas man. You're a butcher on the run. You are a romantic and uh, we love you, mate. We want to have you on as a regular here on the night shift. if the hours Yeah, can, do it. Yeah, we need to get you on maybe next yeah, that's Friday on the man yeah. cave, and you can give us a recipe. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, bloody oath, mate.
14: I'd be, be keen to. I look forward to it.
0: All right, Jared, stay there. I'll put you back Good to man, Thomas. Jared. Would you like to introduce your song? Off you go.
14: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is Men at Work. Who can it be now?
6: <laughs> now.
14: <laughs> get on, yeah.
0: We have now got to come up with another quickie to get us through for the rest of the man cave. I've got one. And. The next quickie is coming up. Triple M. That is the quickie, but it's Friday, which means we can do two quickies. So I've got another quickie up my sleeve, and I'm going to play that, and I'm going to give you the clue. No, 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 no. There's no clue in the, in the first hour. No,
1: not yet. Not yet. Not
0: yet. But we have another, another uh, quickie coming up in just a second. Thomas, pre- prepare one earlier. It's like a cooking show, isn't it? And um, I'll give you a listen to it in just a second. 133353 is the telephone number. If you'd like to join us and have a bit of fun on a Friday, Bisho, Bona, and Adam McDonald. If you've got something old, some sporting memorabilia, an old game, uh, an old toy, and you think it might be worth something, Adam is your man. He can give it a valuation right here, right now. 133353, The Night Shift Triple M. So we have another quickie coming up in just a little while. In a few minutes, I'll give you a listen to Quickie Mark 2. Quickie Mark 2 uh, coming up in just a second. Well, the Australian Rugby League has an extravagant experiment coming up. And Adam McDonald, you're a big Rugby League fan. You follow your Newcastle Knights. And I'm keen to know what you think about all of this. I was talking to Wendell Saylor yesterday afternoon And I said, Del, what do you make of this Las Vegas thing? And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, the bloke in charge of the ARL, uh, the the NRL, is a very clever bloke. He
2: is. Peter Volandis. Peter Volandis. Very creative.
0: Who's, I would have thought first love is racing and gambling. And anyway, he's in charge of the NRL. And he's taking a demonstration, well, they're not demonstration games. It's actually a club game.
2: It's round one of of the NRL this year.
0: And they're taking two games, four teams, to Las Vegas. They're trying to get a cut of the American audience. Is that what this is about? Even if, I mean, American sports fans have a lot of sport to choose from. It's more
2: about the wagering is than it actually all, capturing people's imagination. Is it's it all ability. about the betting? It's absolutely all about the betting and subscriptions with Fox where they'll be viewing NRL. Um, you know, 1% of that huge market is big dollars, yeah. spells big bickies it's for huge. us back here. And that's why Peter Volandes is quite smart in, in what he's uh, attempting to he's do. He's a clever bloke. But almost you have to ask um, at what cost when you – Hear about players being briefed um, with all sorts of dramas, sex traps, and extortion attempts.
0: We're just we're getting ahead of ourselves. So yep. yesterday, the the, the uh, front page of the Daily Telegraph was a story that the NRL players and staff had to be warned about the the traps of Las Vegas, sex traps, extortion attempts, etc. At least forty protection guards are going to be deployed in a multi-million dollar NRL operation as America's top Super Bowl security boss warns stars of sex traps and extortion attempts in Las Vegas. Can I just say this before you go on your rant? It is going to be a rant, let me tell you. Isn't every NRL player, don't they come up against this stuff here in Australia anyway? Well... Michelle Bishop.
2: That is my exact point. Um, they're called Predators that would research the net worth of sporting stars uh, before attempting to put them in a compromising position, which they would then use in a strategic blackmail attempt for hush money to avoid public shaming. So what they're saying is that apparently only the girls in America uh, in Sin City uh, are smart enough to go and do their research and find out what players are married using social media, Facebook, Instagram, that sort of stuff. And then I guess try and lure them, try and be the ones that go back to their hotel rooms um, Uh, and, and basically put themselves in a position where they can blackmail the players. Newsflash, it doesn't only happen in America. Um, these boys are well briefed. They know this sort of stuff happens. So I'm not sure why we're highlighting this. The thing that makes me really angry is that we don't ever talk about this uh, when things go wrong, when things are, you know, a little skew if We always blame the players. We always talk about the players. Um, you know, hey, not the moral police. If they're choosing to to play up or do whatever and put themselves in compromising positions, that's, uh, that's their thing. But what I am annoyed about is 40 protection guards being deployed and the multi-million the the dollars that are being used that could be going to other things like grassroots footy where the game is absolutely falling apart. The young kids need that money more than these boys need to have little security guards to take care of them over in Sin City. I think it's a joke. These
1: these blokes they're they're educated on this through their club day Week in, in week out. day not? out That's year right.
2: in year out since they were fourteen to, years of age.
1: But to sit, but you know, just that incident with Patty and Adam Reynolds, like they. They still It still doesn't sink in Yeah but look
2: Look Adam I'm going to Go totally against this Who hasn't been in a A a cab line At a young age And I mean They're not boys They are men I really want to make that Clear I understand that They've obviously had a little bit too much to drink, and they are teammates. This is not, not they definitely don't dis- despise one another. Um, sure. They've had a little bit to drink, and look. As I said, I said this during the week to somebody that we had this conversation at home around the dinner table to the boys. Um, I use this, I, I twist it a little bit. They're supposed to be role models, yeah. But have that conversation at home. So you say, "Hey guys, this could have ended in disaster. He could have fell over, knocked his head, been in a coma, dead. Um, a whole lot of yeah. scenarios. But I mean, this is life. These are these boys are in a bubble growing up." You know, in a bubble, I, I don't think it can make a lot out of that small situation. I mean, people were no. hanging for something to go wrong with the NRL. They've been well behaved for so long. And it does sound like we're talking about school children here, but that we did see it's a true. lot of incidents where the boys are out and about and getting themselves into trouble. But look, to send them overseas with with security guards, I think is insane and oh, a total waste of money.
0: Total waste of money where money could be spent uh, in Grass other roots. areas. Let me just go back to the Adam Reynolds thing because we have a lot of listeners who don't know about right. rugby league. Adam Reynolds plays for the Brisbane Broncos. He's the captain. Mm-hmm. Is he in his last year?
2: No, he's going to go again. Is
0: he good on him? Because mm-hmm. I th- I thought he should have stayed at South because yeah. he used to bleed I've red thought, and black. Yeah, absolutely. Red and green. But anyway, lots of reasons. so, there, so he did Adam it. Reynolds and his and his teammate from the Brisbane Broncos, folks. The Broncos are one of the special teams going to Las Vegas as a showcase. And the other week, they're out on the drink after a, um, a function. Yeah, a bit of a function, a bit of a team function. And Adam says to his mate, mate, you've had too much to drink. I think you better go home. His mate obviously disagreed, and they had a wrestle. Now,
2: everyone knows. And it was on camera. Someone of course, was standing always... by filming it because they knew it was Adam Reynolds and they knew it was Pat Carrigan, and they knew that it would be sensationalised
0: the way it has. Everyone has a camera, and everyone should know that. Everybody's phone is a camera. So... It was a stupid thing to do. They are both in leadership positions at the Broncos, about to go to Las Vegas as a showcase for Australia's Rugby League, and th- what they did was stupid. Now, I-, I know, Bish, that your husband was an elite footballer. you got three boys, and, and, uh, you're, and I don't know, Adam, you, maybe I'm wrong, but people go, oh, boys will be boys. It was a bit of a wrestle. It was a really bad look. And the, it
1: was a bad look, And yes. the
0: NRL, the Rugby League, has got through the off-season pretty well this year. The best mm-hmm. off-season I can remember because maybe they're slowly starting to get it. Well, I don't know. What do you think, folks? One, triple, three, five, three. What sort of a bubble are high-profile sports people under? Because everybody has a camera. Look at Barnaby Joyce, and I'm going to talk about that later. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but, well, look, what do you expect of our footballers if our politicians are carrying on the way they are? I mean, dead okay,
0: set. Okay. So, 133353 is the telephone number. And it always seems to be rugby league. You never hear of the Nepalers. No, no, you don't. Know never what? hear of the crit- You know
2: what, Luke? That's not true. There's been a couple of incidents. I'll point this out last year in the A League last year where a couple of players got themselves in trouble. And I even said to, you know, what are we going to do about this? Oh, yeah, look, no one cares. They're not a name. So it's just the fact that everyone loves. We were all waiting a, for this. We are waiting. We will salivating yeah, what about, over the um, next rugby league player to get. We had an article in News Limited about four or five weeks ago saying it's been X amount of days since a rugby league player's been in trouble. We were hanging for this. And sadly, we got it.
1: We got it. What about AFL players? Is it prevalent down there? Absolutely, that, it, it is. It is. It's yeah, just right.
2: as bad down there. Is I mean, it? we have the captain of the Sydney Swans that goes out on a Mad Monday and breaks his arm. I mean, uh. and and is out for you know most of the year. I, like it, it just wasn't talked about as much here.
0: We had a cricketer that fell out of a golf cart.
2: Absolutely, it it happens across all sports. It's not just rugby league. But we have this fascination where we love to see. These rugby league players put in the spotlight and, and let's bring them down.
0: I don't know what it is. Do sports people behaving badly bring it on themselves, or is it us who are looking forward to the headline and listening to the gossip and we suck it up and we, we love it? Is it clickbait? Yeah, it is. Or it totally do is. Do sports people behaving badly bring it on themselves? One triple three five three. And why is it men? You never hear of the netballers, the women's cricketers who are the the Matildas. We did, nev- had a,
2: we did have a, a female rugby league player last year be in trouble in a bar. And look, this is this is um, a very interesting topic you bring up, Luke. Um, we are seeing more and more women in the spotlight when it comes to sport. And I wonder just how the media will handle it when it is a girl, when it is a female rugby league player.
0: 13353 is the telephone number. We want your feedback. Give us a call right now. This is The Man Cave (laughs) on Triple M. Simple Minds, all eighties, all day on Triple M on Fridays. Um, We uh, got a ton of calls to get to. Tell me this, folks. Do you think male sports stars behave worse than the female sports stars? Is it just the males that seem to make the headlines? Um, Is it the testosterone? Is it a boys club? Is it, oh, boys will be boys? Is that the sort of thing? And what do you regard as bringing a sport into disrepute? Is Adam Reynolds and his mate having a wrestle on the grass bringing the sport into disrepute? It wasn't a good look, but are we overreacting? Are we being, you know, judge, jury and executioner? Is that where we've come to? One triple three five three is the telephone number. Hey, listen, if you're like me and you can't stand the pesky... Summer invaders, flies and mozzies. There was a story. I'm going to talk about it next week. Because of all the rain down the east coast of Australia and the massive rain they've had in Queensland, Adam, uh, water is pooling everywhere. And guess what that brings? Mosquitoes. And they've had a resurgence of Ross River fever here in Australia. Now, Ross River fever is pretty serious. and A lot of people who get it, it stays with you forever. It can come back if your immune system's down. It can come back. It makes you lethargic and sick. Anyone who's had Ross River fever will tell you. So you want to get rid of these pesky things. The Executioner from Pestrol. It's the Executioner double XL. It's the biggest in the range. It's the bad boy of fly mozzie zappers. It is a total game changer. And it works over a 300-meter square coverage and here is the kicker if you order it now pestrol p e s t r o l pestrol.com.au um here is the kicker 149.90 they're throwing in a tennis racket zapper for free uh, have you seen these things uh, adam
1: no, no i really want to i really want to see it You've got so to get you it. just you fling it around like a tennis racket okay
0: yes it looks like a tennis racket but it's got a battery in the grip and the strings become electrified, <laughs> and you see the mozzies and the flies, and you and you, you you can practice your backhand, you can practice your double hand backhand, top spin back, spin, and you hit them, and on contact it gets, and it lights up. It is a lot of fun. They're throwing it in for free. Order the executioner double XL, and the code is boner, BONA, B O N A, and you get free delivery anywhere in Australia. There's there's only ten. This is the last 10 because it's, it's Friday. We only have 10 if you want the free zapper racket, tennis racket. Pestrol.com.au. Don't let flies and mozzies ruin your summer. Grab the Executioner, double XL now, and enjoy the great outdoors. Pestrol.com.au, but there's only 10. Then this is your last chance to get hold of it. We'll take a break. Be back. The Night Shift Triple M. It's the man cave on Friday. Bishop is with me, Michelle Bishop, um, Australia's number one sports reporter, male or female, in my opinion. Love it. In love my it. opinion. Adam McDonald, Mr. What's It Worth? Adam is the general manager of All Bids Auctions. Uh, go online, have a look at All Bids. There's something for everyone, from cars to farm machinery to uh, antiques, sporting. Yep, abs- mem-
1: absolutely everything.
0: And uh, me and I have absolutely nothing to offer. I don't, even, I don't even know why I'm here. Thanks for coming, Luke. Thanks for coming. One triple three five three is the telephone number. Now, the quickie went off. Mm. And I said, let's do another one. Let's go again. So here comes <clears throat> a new quickie. And the new quickie sounds like this.
1: Oh, that's, that's the tough. That's the quickest.
2: Wow.
0: Now, it's 80s.
2: I'm hopeless every time anyway.
0: Should we, we, should we give the second clue? Or not? leave it there?
1: Yeah, no, play. leave it there, leave it there. Yeah, yeah,
0: just okay. give it, it an hour. It's 80s. And it was a big hit. It was a very, very big hit. So that's the new quickie. One more. One triple three, five three is the telephone number. Um, Matt's... Online from Coffin Bay in South Australia. G'day, Matt. How are you, mate? All right. We're all good.
15: What's on, Matt? What
0: are you up to this good. morning?
15: Oh, I'm just about to go to bed. I'm waiting for you guys. But love your show, Luke. Been listening to you for a long time. Well, you've got uh, massive
0: problems, haven't you? <laughs> What's that? You've got nothing. You've got massive problems if you like this rubbish.
15: Nah, it's not bad, mate. I work on oil rigs overseas, so I've listened to you on night shift. It's good.
0: Thank it's you. Good. Matt. Appreciate it, buddy.
2: What are you so, doing uh, up? What? Why are you only just going to bed now?
15: Because it's like half past one in the morning here.
2: Yeah, no. But so have you? What have you like? What have you been doing?
15: Uh, I've just been working today, and I'm having a couple of quiet drinks and listening to you guys. There
2: oh, you that's go. nice. Love a few quiet ones.
1: Beautiful. What'd you call up for? Yeah,
0: what's up?
15: Uh, I just rang you to say, look, I've listened to you and your Swift Grow. Yeah. Try it, and it's really good product, mate. I love it. It's
1: made I you, massive improvements. I'll tell you what someone... I was speaking to an old fella, um, and a bloke I used to work with called Softy the other week, and he was saying, because he listens every morning, he was saying, if you put Swift Grom on your lawn, do the weeds grow just as fast?
0: Right. Well, weed your garden.
1: Well, that's what I told him. Pull the weeds out, Softy. Pull the weeds we, out. I mean, you, we call him Softy for a reason.
0: Yeah. Um... um Swift Grow, what's it done for your garden, uh, Matt? I'm keen to hear.
15: No, it's done a really good job, mate. It's improved it a lot. And I've only, I've only found it through you guys, and I've used it. And it, it's, it's really good. It's improved the plants, it's the foliage, everything. So it's great.
0: It is. It is and it's all nat- natural. It's nature going back into the soil. This is what I keep saying. Swift Grow.com.au. And um, a five-litre bottle. It's just 120 bucks. And you will swear to this, Matt, you don't need much. People say, Oh, I want it to look darker. I better put more in. No. No, you,
15: no, you don't. Because I, I thought the same and mm. I put extra and it actually, you know, actually burnt them. No,
0: nah, you don't. You, you just it's, follow uh, and, a little cap in nine litres or 10 litres. Follow the instructions. It'll last you forever. Swiftgrow.com.au. Greener lawns, bigger plants. It's just fantastic. Good on you, Matt.
2: Good on you, mate. Thank you. No, thank See you. those quiet ones.
0: Why, only in Australia, when we go and have a beer, even Adam Reynolds probably only thought he was having a quiet beer. What are you going to do? Oh, a couple of quiet ones. What does that mean, Adam?
1: There's, they're never a quiet one. What's I mean quiet one, One's a quiet one. Unless well, you're an alcoholic
2: and you're going in the closet to have a few quiet ones on your own. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are trying to tell us something?
2: What is, what well, are... I've been known to have a few wines on my own. <laughs> no. What yeah, gonna... what is a quiet one? Is it just Shh. like a? It's a quiet one. Yeah, right. Well, He's what... sneaking it.
0: Is that what it really is? I don't know. It's one triple three five three. When people say I'm going to have a couple of quiet ones, it's never a couple of quiet ones. Is it? I never can, have. A quiet can you say?
1: One? Can you say? Oh, I'm just going to uh, duck out and have three or four loud, obnoxious ones.
2: Well, that's probably the and truth. Just be,
1: and, and let's all just be honest with each I other. I was going
2: to say that's probably just hitting the nail on the head, hitting <laughs> yes. the core of the problem. Do you ever have a quiet one, Lou?
0: Oh, beer? Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I, 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 have a cup, I sip on a few beers and I sit in my man cave and I'll look for stories for the show and I'll listen to music that I haven't heard for a while. I'll go into my playlist and play music, especially when Nicky's out. Yeah, right. Because when Nicky comes back home, the Led Zeppelin's got to go off, the culture goes off and, and, the, and our music comes back on. It's a different thing. But the, the, definitely the Led Zeppelin. Since I've been loving you and those songs like that, I have with a. The
2: only time I can say that I have a quiet one is when I go and have a bath. I'm going to have a bath and put the, you know, the candle on and and a little wine, and maybe read my book or reflect. But that's about as quiet as it gets because when I've had one or two and I'm out with people, (laughs) there's nothing quiet about it. (laughs) And that's being honest, brutally honest. What about you, Adam?
1: Um. I've I've actually had a bit of a dry spell since. Oh, New Year. really? Um, yeah, I haven't really advertised it much, but yeah, I haven't had. I've had maybe. Um, it's not July. One or two, one or two drinks a week.
2: Oh, you see, you are still, but, you are still consuming alcohol.
1: Well, I'm, 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 I am human. Like <laughs> it's not. but okay. I have maybe one or two spritzes a week.
0: Okay, because the, I wanted to ask this question of Australia during the week, one of the biggest news stories that was unfortunate was Barnaby Joyce, who was once the leader of the Nationals. He was once Deputy Prime Minister. He was acting Prime Minister off and on. And very unfortunate, Barnaby Joyce, last Wednesday, went to a couple of functions in Canberra where the free drinks were flowing, and he had too much by his own admission. And he, where he was found, lying on his We've back. We've all
2: been near a planter box.
0: <laughs> lying with his feet up on the planter box, lying down on the footpath while speaking to his missus, Vicky. People walking past, one person walked past. No one stopped to say, are you okay?
2: That's the thing. They
0: took the phone out and videoed That's it. pretty videoed harsh. It with a
2: phone yeah. instead of getting up and saying, hey, champ, you all right? Come on, get up, get some water. But,
0: well, it, it looked like he was okay because he was talking to someone on the phone. But it's, it was a Let's bad film look. It. So his boss is now David Littleproud. David Littleproud as part of the coalition, has to talk to Peter Dutton, and they both took Barnaby Joyce aside during the week to have a talk to him about his behaviour. Now, from what I understand, Barnaby Joyce does enjoy a couple of quiet beers. Quiet? A few too many. And he said that he was mixing his alcohol with medication, and he shouldn't have done it. He said, I own it, it was uh, wrong, it wasn't a good look. And so David Littleproud, on this program, The Night Shift, spoke to me and said that he was trying to encourage Barnaby Joyce to take some time off and... Have a, a little bit of a rest. Here's what David Littleprout said to me on the on the night shift
13: this week. The first question, are you okay? Uh, and I think that's what everybody um, should be asking, and he is okay um, and and in his own admission, this wasn't normal behaviour, uh, but there were extenuating circumstances of this and and much of what he's talked about uh, on Friday and Saturday was about uh, the mixture of some prescriptions that he's been given, and he he wasn't careful enough with the mixture of those prescriptions with alcohol and the quantity that he drank, and he's been big enough to acknowledge that. But there's some also some other circumstances that he's confided in me, and I, I don't tend to break his trust. My job is to create an environment around him that he's protected in the sense that he gets all the support he needs. Uh, and both Peter Dutton and I have both had a conversation with him and, and encouraged him uh, to take some time off mm. uh, to make sure that he can deal with this and that he can he can actually continue to contribute uh, and to make sure that you know some some of the challenges, everyone is quick to cast stones, but you don't always know what the circumstances are. No, you don't. Them.
0: David Littleproud on the night shift this week. What do you make of this? Do, do, Crap! Do, does Barnaby Joyce have yeah. a drinking problem? Rubbish. Does he need taking in hand like a child?
2: Why have we just become all dramatic about this? Why are we making up excuses and telling people? Trying to convince people that there's other issues at play here. I mean, he's almost pulled the mental health card. He hasn't, but almost has. Get over it. He went to a function. He had a night out. He had too much to drink and ended up making a fool of himself. It's like, I'm sure the Australian public will be able to relate to that and believe that and own that and write that off. And yeah, okay, not a good look for who he is and what he does. But then to have to go into all this absolute nonsense about Things more at play and mixing medication and this. Oh, please! The general public are not that stupid.
3: Adam,
1: yeah, I'd, I'd just own it. Just own it. I own mean, it. Imagine, imagine, um, imagine sitting down with Peter Dutton and having that, that <laughs> conversation. You'd be, you'd feel like a naughty schoolboy. <laughs> like,
2: well, yeah. Well, sorry, sorry, Adam Peter Reynolds sorry. and Pat Carrigan
0: owned it. Okay. Yeah,
1: you just stand up and say, yeah, I got on the piss, I drank too much, I fell over a planter box. Thank but, you. Sorry about it. So Barnaby, let's move, pose, on. move
0: on. Barnaby Joyce went on Sunrise that morning and said, yes, I own it. Um, he said, it's my fault. and Then he did say, there are reasons, because he was talking about the medications. And he apparently received some pretty bad personal news that day, which David Littleproud won't elaborate on, mm-hmm. and and he shouldn't. So here's the question. Does Barnaby Joyce deserve to sit on the shadow front bench or is his day, are his days over? Now, Barnaby Joyce, this is not the first time he's been treated like a naughty boy. You might remember when we first found out that he had been having an affair with his now wife, Vicky. Um, she was his media advisor when he was on the front bench. We found out that she fell pregnant. The headline in the Daily Telegraph was a bundle of Joyce." <laughs> Do you remember that headline? I do remember. That was very clever. <laughs> and next thing you know, his boss, the then Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, opens the doors to the Prime Ministerial Courtyard of Parliament House and delivers a press conference to the world that he's now going to instigate a bonking ban that what Barnaby Joyce was despicable, it was wrong, it was inappropriate. And Barnaby Joyce is watching this as Deputy Prime Minister going, you're kidding me, you're kidding me. Um so he was he was dressed down then. Is it is Barnaby his his electorate of New England love him. He's different. They love him. He's different.
2: They probably yeah, love right. him, I guess, you because need, he's kind of real.
1: Yeah, you need a bit of um a bit of realness, you know. You get all these these sort of
13: He's not characters.
1: Strict. You you can't even call them characters. All these people that that are in politics that are just—they're like cardboard cutouts—and you've got to mm. say everything to the letter of the law, and you've got to tow company line. And um, I don't I don't mind. I mean, I don't agree with everything he says, but like, like Bish said, he's. he's He's colourful, you know. He adds a bit of pizzazz, a bit of realness. I don't gr- agree whole, um... with everything
2: he says or does. Like, um, let's yeah. put that on the record for me that I'm not the moral police, though. I'm not into his relationships, his marriage, his family, that sort of stuff. I I, I certainly wouldn't tolerate that in my, my household. We'd be living in separate households. Um, But, again, it's out there. He's living life. He's doing it. As I said to you, I don't think... I'm not i am not saying anything about Barnaby this time around. I just thought the cover-up and the attempt to make it something more than what it was
0: just right. lost me. I had Bob Catter, who's often referred to as the father of the house, the head of the Bob Catter party in Queensland. He was on the program also this week. He had one or two things to say about Barnaby Joyce. Here's what Bob Catter had to say on the
3: night shift earlier this week. Bear the light of public scrutiny... Um, and uh, he got caught. Um, there's a lot of them that haven't got caught. Um, mm. And uh, there's one report that uh, I'm aware of that the bloke is a lot worse than what Barnaby did, I can assure you. Um, so, but I, he, it he intrigues me a little bit, Barnaby, because I don't think I've ever heard anyone that articulates our aspirations as Australians, and not just rural Australians, but as Australians, better than Joyce. He articulates our aspirations, better than anyone. I don't know of anyone that has delivered less than Barnaby Joyce.
0: Bob Caddys, should Barnaby Joyce stay in the shadow ministry?
3: Um, Look, I don't want to comment on that. That, That's for people in the party to comment on. I left the party. They deregulated every rural industry, so I got out. And uh, so I don't think it's proper for me to comment. But uh, let me say this to you. You know, if you can't control... You're drinking, then don't drink. And I think that that's something that the leadership here should say to Barnaby Joyce.
0: If you can't control your drinking, don't drink. Adam McDonald.
1: Yeah, fair, fair enough. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. He he's a real guy. He's he, he's messed up. He's he, he put his hand up. I don't think hiding behind oh the medication, bad news. Whatever, dude. You had too many beers. Let's just, you know, say so bottoms 100%. up and move on.
2: No, look, I'm absolutely with you. Just own it, own it as he as he did, but don't try and come up with rubbish rubbish excuses and to protect the party because it's not. But a that, good would, that be, see right would that be?
1: Would that be? Would that be from him, or would that be the the party saying this is the this is the stance we're taking? You no, know, all well, these he did. He went on. Politicians Sunrise. have.
2: He went on Sunrise yeah, they, and owned it, but his. Yeah, his, but they all have. They all have.
1: They spin doctors. They, yeah. That's right. Everyone, they'll all have a spin doctor, yeah. and one of them, someone would have said, "All right, this is the angle we're going to take, Barnaby. This is what you have to say. This is, this is the mm. the, the the road we're going to go down." So, you know, that, it'd be a hard spot to be in when you've got all these people um, looking at you, and you know, especially being a part of a party that you have to toe the line exactly. Mm. Well, he might not think i um, exactly like everyone else does, or doesn't do exactly like everybody else does, but he still has to toe the line so I mean it would be a hard hard spot to be in but anyway you get paid to do it don't you
0: yeah I I enjoy a beer um, but if I'm having a meeting he, Canberra is a workplace mm-hmm. Canberra is a workplace if if I have a meeting for example with uh, someone from Southern Cross or a client mm-hmm. I don't drink do you want to know why? It's because I I want to keep keep a clear head, and especially sure. if I'm dealing with clients, I don't want to promise them something I can't deliver the next day when i have had to think about it. Luke, but funny I you don't say that. drink. I don't drink at business meetings.
2: Funny thing, oh, I never. So when I go on MC a function or I'm going to go on mm-hmm. air, mm-hmm. I never ever have oh, even a wine because you make a mistake and people will put two and two together, or there'll be a photo yeah. of you with a glass of wine and you do exactly something. Right. Yet they connect the two, and you're automatically guilty of you know. You know it was because of the alcohol. Anyway,
0: so. one triple three five three Barnaby Joyce, what do you make of it? Um, a, a storm in a teacup, or does he need to leave the Parliament? Does uh, Philip? Hello, Philip. Talk,
1: Philip. What's going on,
0: Philip in Tasmania? I'm going to ask you one more time. No, I haven't got the patience. We're really busy. Anthony, hello.
10: Oh, hello,
0: guys. G'day, Anthony. What's up?
10: Hello. Uh, can I overgo go the quickie, mate? Yes, please. Is it Phil Collins? Really don't lose my number.
0: No, and we did say it's Australian. It's... No, we didn't. Yeah, because it's eighties. It's it's Friday. Oh,
4: that was last quickie.
0: Yeah. Oh, this this one's Australian.
4: Oh, you just gave Oh the There's there's a clue. There's a clue. But,
0: <laughs> but every everything we play on Friday is Australian across the Triple M network. Yeah, no, it's eighties. Huh? It's eighties. Oh, it's 80s. That's Got to right. keep going straight and narrow. Oh no, I didn't say it's Australian. Oh, I... well, you just gave that away. To <laughs> it's <everybody>. 80s. No. <laughs>
1: so, go, what we're going to do? We're going to give you a clue.
0: Okay. It's Australian. It's Australian.
1: <laughs> just really? so you know, it's an Australian. <laughs> oh, sorry,
0: Anthony. <laughs> so, oh no, worries. Have another guess, brother. <laughs> oh no. It's... Sorry, it's the drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right, mate. He's I'll had a clue. This is this is proof positive why you shouldn't be drinking while you're on the air. Keep going. <laughs>
1: No, I've got, got the Barnaby's. <laughs> just, just oh, going back, just, no. just that... quickly, yeah. just quickly, going back to that Barnaby drinking. Have has anyone watched Question Time
6: mm.
1: in oh. the parliamentary Question Time on the ABC? If you took a breathalyzer into that Question Time, <laughs> I will guarantee half of those Roly polies will get pinched.
0: No, I can tell you for sure. I want to tell you a story. Because
1: they're just, ah, bullshit. Rah, rah. It's like it's, they're like a bunch of... Um, Only breath testing? <laughs> a bunch of children, just like naughty school children, just talking over each other. It's ridiculous. Adam,
0: I worked in Canberra for six months. I did the drive program on 2CC. Mm. And I was invited twice to the parliamentary dining room by two sitting members of the government of the day. 3 sorry 1 was in opposition and i sat in that that highly subsidized f- flash dining room in parliament house mm. you should see the bottles of red wine that are consumed at lunch yeah. mm. and the food it's all subsidized heavily subsidized the food I mean,
2: is beautiful uh, though i might add
0: yeah i know but you can have a bottle of red that would cost you 120 bucks in mm. a restaurant anywhere else and they get it for fifteen, yeah, okay, and so, and they're drinking heavily, yeah I'm, and then I've been there, and the bells have started ringing, oh shit, right, there's a I, I got to go and vote be somewhere. I have had two politicians say to me or say to each other at the table, "Shit, what are we voting on again?
2: <laughs> mm. I
0: am not joking. the
2: Shiraz or the Merlot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What are we voting on again? The bells suddenly go off. They've got to go into the parliament to vote on something, and th- they're pissed. Mm. They are absolutely pissed. Should there be a breathalyzer on the door?
1: Oh, absolutely! Imagine it. There'd be an a, uproar.
0: It's a workplace. Yeah, it's a workplace. The quickie. A so,
2: workplace, and they're making some pretty important decisions.
0: Okay, it's Australian and it's eighties. Okay, one triple three five three. Anthony's online for you, uh, Adam. Anthony.
9: Hello, um, hello, Luke, uh, Michelle, and Adam. How are you?
1: Good, mate. What's it's going good. on? Oh, good. Um, I rang
9: about a bit of sporting memorabilia. That I've got a bit of cricket memorabilia.
1: Yeah.
9: Um, so in the ninety two ninety three tour of um, Test tour, West Indies came over to play not only in the Test series against Australia, but a tri nation series against Pakistan. And yep. the captain of the West Indies, Richie Richardson, came over without a bat sponsor. He had a bat made for him in Melbourne um, by Slazenger, or by a pod shaver by the name of Jeff. Anyway, uh, long story short, Richie used it for the entire tour. Um, it's probably best known that he made 109 in the Sydney Test using it with Brian Lara at the other end, making 266 collectively. Yeah. Nice. They made 294 partnership. Wow. Brian Lara was so uh, influenced by that innings, he named his daughter. Sydney. After that, inning, oh, I do. Yeah, funnily that's enough, yeah,
2: true, yeah, yep.
9: Um, and um, anyway, uh, the other probably probably what it's best known for this bat. is if you Google Shane Warne flipper, he uh, he bowled a flipper to Richie Richardson in the Melbourne MCG test when he was on fifty two and, uh, and and knocked him over. And in his autobiography, said it was probably the ball that that uh, that set him up. You know, in his cricket career, this was way before the getting ball, by the way. So
1: yeah, right.
9: Yeah. Um, so, so how um, did, how
1: did you get it?
9: Oh, well the pod shaver who uh, made it. So the contract for Slazinger was for $30,000 for the tour back in 92, a lot of dough. he he the contract was that when he was finished the tour he had to hand the bat back oh, and the wow. pod, the pod the pod shaver got the bat back or the bat maker pod shaver is the technical term for it. He got the bat back. His name's Jeff, Jeff Hesford, he owned Bat and Ball in Dudley Street, South Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Which is now the Greg Chapel Cricket Centre, um, and um, yeah, he had it on display there for many years. And I got in touch with uh, Jeff over the years, and uh, ended up in my possession. So, uh, wow. yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good piece of. Uh, and I just recently contacted the um, Sydney um, Cricket Ground Museum because uh, I want to donate it. Well, not a donate. I think they call it loaning. But I want to. Yeah. The cu- head curator was very interested in the bat because of the history with. The incredible partnership and the Brian Lara score, and also the Shane Warne flipper. Um, so it's going to probably go up to the um, to the museum. I think they have it for two years and then they give it back. So yeah, right. I'm in the process. I just thought it was probably too valuable a piece of um, history to have. You know, in my it is case. it
1: it there, it is the the sort of modern history cricket modern modern history cricket, but it's uh not as worth as much as the the older ones but still being such a mm. prominent bat like um Richardson was synonymous with being one of the best um batsmen against fast bowlers but never wore a helmet mm. he only wore the wide brim hat which I find quite interesting but he was one of the best players of fast bowling at the time but to put a price on it um it'd be ve- it'd be very very hard uh, as a as a guess um due to its history i would say maybe 15 Eighteen thousand, somewhere up in that market. Um, yeah, really, because um, I mean, the 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 most collectible thing about it is the the innings he put in with Brian Lara, and that was sort of like Lara was in the spotlight; he was just sort of there supporting him. So, it's not um, one of the real top end ones, but still a fascinating bat to have. And um, I think it's a great thing that you are donating it, so people can have a look at it to the to the um, museum in the, in the SCG.
9: I've been in touch recently with Sir, Sir Richie Richardson, by the way. Nowadays, mm. um, and I've had a couple of corresponding emails to him to clarify the bat. He remembers it. He said it was one of the best bats he's ever had. Hence, he wanted to take it back with him and break that contract um, huh. and take it back to the West Indies. And yeah, he's right. been really kind to pen a couple of um, yeah things about the bat so that yeah I can. I think they call it providence. providence. I can support oh, yeah. providence. Oh, wow, that's yeah, cool. yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's
1: what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. what's Just the Supporting word, Adam? Documents. Yeah, that's mm. what I said. I mean, with the, if you've got that real strong providence now with um, correspondence from um, Sir Richardson, you, you might be getting a little bit more, maybe up 20, maybe a shade over 20,000. But um, that's, that's the sort of market I'd say. If
0: you advertise it worldwide and auction it through Adam, uh, give it publicity so people know it's there. And with all that providence, an auction is probably the real way to, to tell... Public what- auction. Exactly, that, public that, auction yeah. would be the
1: best way to, t- to determine the market well, value.
0: But it's, I guess, it's it. The question is, what reserve do you put on it? Do you guys take a reser- Allow reserves, at them?
1: I try to steer clear of them. Um, I try to let the market determine the value. I mean, something of that that high end, we can sort of give guarantees. If it doesn't reach a certain point, we we won't sell it. Yeah. Um, well, that's but that's a reserve. Yeah It's like a reserve. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, Anthony, uh, stay there. We'll get your details. Uh, uh, Well, just go to um, what's it worth? How does he get in touch? Yeah,
1: what's it honestly worth, Anthony? Mm. On Instagram, I'd love to have a look at it. Um, Maybe, um, yeah, I I just I just love this sort of history, especially sporting history. So um, hit me up there, mate. Mate, I'd love to have a look. Adam,
9: I'll hang on the line if that's right and get an email or
1: something off you. Yeah, yep. stay there.
0: Yeah, fantastic. There. Anthony, uh, obviously a real cricket fan, because mm. he knows his stuff, doesn't yeah, he? With people on the lovely bat, yeah.
1: Interesting how he said he just knew the 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 maker and uh, happened to come into his possession. I wonder how that happened. I uh, bet there's a story.
0: I bet there's of a story. One triple three five three. The man cave. We're finishing up in half an hour. The man cave has gone back an hour because Adam and Bisho both have very busy Fridays. And uh, you need to get some power nap before you start your Friday. So the man cave now goes from midnight to three, and it's nearly over. It's gone very, very wow. quickly. Uh, Neil, hello. Hello, how are we going? Good, Neil. What's Hi, up? Hey, Neil.
8: I just wanted to have a little shot at the
12: quickie, if I please. Go. I was hoping it might be uh,
8: Aerosmith, what it takes.
0: No, it's not. So I will make it clear it's Australian. And it's 80s. It's the second quickie for this morning because the first one went off very quickly, as a quickie might suggest. (laughs) You know, the quickie, I don't think, I think the only time it's ever gone off on the first day in the first hour is it's a quickie I picked. Thomas is now in charge of the quickies and he's a bit ruthless.
2: Is that a line you use at parties that you're in charge of quickies?
0: Mm. Yeah. Remember the women just walk away? Do you know what we need to do, Adam? We need to get Thomas a business card. Executive producer of the night shift and um, quick, uh, in charge of quickies.
1: And, Quickie, yeah, the boss or whatever, the boss of quickies. Yeah. Remember the first one that Thomas did? That obscure, what was it? That wheel obscure. Um, was it? Um, How much
2: was, prep time do you, you know? Do you remember spend Thomas?
0: On... And no yeah, it was one, terrible. Like, it was shit. Yes, what was it? It was. Yeah, I can't, I can't
1: remember. remember. Do you spend much
2: time uh, on? Getting these together?
4: Yeah, I go go through the Triple M library and go, oh, am I feeling this? Am I feeling that? And depends how much of a title I say that morning as well.
0: Right. Anyway. There you go. So there you are. Thomas in charge of the quickies. We need a business card. So when he goes to parties, he's going to say, I'm in charge of quickies. Let's get them.
2: Yeah, well, Uh, as I said, the girls will flock. Not.
0: Maybe not. not. Not shift to Triple M. The man cave. Split ends here on the night shift, the man cave on this Friday, February sixteenth. Got to take a break, and we're going to come back. There's plenty of people online wanting to have their say. Uh, if you want to, to talk to Adam McDonald about uh, something old that you reckon is worth something, you're running out of time. You better get through now. One triple three five three. Do you think male sports stars are badly behaved, and do, do they deserve the spotlight they get, or are we the public just too hungry for gossip and juice? And um, do the newspapers and the online, uh, the online uh, columns, uh, are they just providing us with the feeding frenzy that we really are after? Are they, you know, do, do, do these sporting people that get themselves into trouble do they deserve the backlash they're getting? is uh, what Michelle Bishops talking about. One, triple, three, five, three. Oh, hang on, Thomas is saying something. What?
4: Went back through the Night Shift archives <laughs> to see if I could find... Do we have archives, do we? We do. It's, it's bit, it's Sorry. It's telling us to unclog it because it takes up so much space in the, in the in cloud. The cloud
0: yeah. Can we
2: just please read that? My first quickie was T-Rex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was it good for you?
2: Yeah. Do you remember it?
0: Okay. Oh, so you always
1: remember your first quickie.
0: Thomas's first quickie, Adam, was T-Rex, Children of the Revolution. Does that ring a bell? Is that the no, one? No, it
1: was. It was like, um, mm. what's the Beatles' drummer's call? What's his name? Ringo Starr. Oh, it was, yeah, a Ringo was a Ringo Starr song. That was not the
0: first. It was. It was one of. The that was first. the worst quickie in the history of. You, you yeah. nearly got the sack for that. I did. Yeah.
1: It, it, it
2: you was nearly a, missed out on the business cards. I did. What?
1: what? <laughs> oh, I earned it back though. It was the. That w- was. That was terrible. Like. What was it? <laughs>
2: Michelle or something? <laughs> Michelle My Bell? No.
1: No, it was. You would never have ever, ever heard of this track. It, it was never, this obscure song. I
0: mean, you're going to pick a quickie. You'd you think you'd pick a hit. Now, Ringo Starr had um, photograph. That was a hit. It don't come easy. She was only six, sixteen, beautiful. Might remember that. it? that, was, oh, a, that was, was a bit weird. pedo, wasn't it? Oh, too
1: soon. <laughs> a little bit creepy.
2: Oh dear. Was, a bit
0: pedo. Was it this one?
2: Sounds familiar. The huh? yeah. touch of Peter yeah, Allen about it.
0: It's Ringo Star with oh Peter Allen. That's a touch. <laughs> it's, it's called Oh My My. Was that it?
4: I think it was. And you know what I was thinking at the time? Here I was going. Oh, you why been don't been I yam-y. make it as hard as I can? So if it can go for as long as possible. Here I am being all. That
0: no, it was it. Was absolute crap.
4: Too big for my boots. It was
0: Ringo Star. That's right. Well done, Adam. We're going to take a break. Be back. The second quickie for the morning sounds like this. Okay, we've established it's 80s and it's Australian. Aaron, knock it over. Hello. Uh, do, 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 da, da, da by the police. Are they an Australian band? Oh, I missed that clue then. Yeah, good luck. Dalt. Dalt. Some of your best work. Thanks, mate. Why do I bother? I mean, ser- seriously. Well, you did go early on the clue. Just a bit of detail. I went, ear- I went off early. You went quickly on the Wouldn't quickie. Wouldn't be the first clue. time. Leanne, hello.
16: Hi, Michelle, Adam, Luke, how are you going? At Super Bowl. I... Leanne. Good morning. Good morning. I love Super Bowl. I've been watching it probably for the last 25 years. Seriously?
2: Yeah. Do you actually go for an NFL team or you just
16: like the Super Bowl? No, I just like Super Bowl. I used to keep my little boy home from school every Super Bowl and he's now 30 years old. Does he... And he follows the NFL, obviously. No, no, no. 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 Yeah. Well, he did it. He followed Brady. He, followed Brady. he followed Brady and the team. He played for. He'd follow Tom him. Tom Brady, right. The like Patriots, to, yeah, the New England I'd Patriots. I'd like say that the entertainment was the best this year. It was fantastic. Uh, uh usher.
0: Yeah, halftime. Yeah, there you and go. And Reba McIntyre sang the national anthem. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Do you yes. know? Do you know that the? Why um, did
2: you keep him home? Did you
16: need company? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, of course. And, isn't I mean, it's there? It's educational. A... It's educational. He now lives in Toronto. Oh!
1: Isn't wow. there like a huge? Isn't there like a, it, the the ad, the ads on the Super Bowl are massive? Like it's a massive market. It's a it's a oh, huge. Thing. They're worth yeah, millions. they
16: so used to show the ads years ago on the telly, but you hardly see anything in Australia like that now. It's all Australian ads, so it's pretty boring. But the the Super Bowl ads are absolutely fantastic.
2: Yeah, you're right. Because I used to, I remember in the lead up, working in the like the seven newsroom, we used to preview them to say, "This is what you know, uh, x amount of dollars will buy you," and this is what they're going to unleash. And they'd be these big, amazing new ads with new sort of you Mm. know graphics and things. Yeah, seven million dollars in thirty seconds. Yeah,
0: and they're, they're yeah, they they're usually very, very, very clever. Did very, you, very. Did clever. you know the halftime um, entertainment? They do it for free. They do not get paid because the exposure can make your career. And yeah. Yeah.
2: There you go. Yeah. I love the fact that you could share this with your son. I, that's. so I was the opposite. Get to school. You're not staying home.
16: Oh no, I don't think. I don't think it's all that important that they have to go to school for every single thing. There's always something that can be diversified. True.
2: Sure. Like a funeral sure. or something.
16: No, God, you don't <laughs> take children to funerals.
2: <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was very strict children, on my kids going to take children up to
16: surface Paradise to watch the American kids walk through town and all that. on. Oh, um, wow. when they When they used to come through, they used to come, they used to all holiday here for American July, a whole lot of the um, young college students. They'd be... Hotels full of them, and they'd do a parade through Surface Paradise, and it was great.
0: Those were the days before Schoolies. Oh, probably in between. Schoolies
2: is in Fiji this year. What? Yeah, 2024. Big island in Fiji where they apparently can't get into any trouble.
16: Oh, sure oh. <laughs> <laughs> I call <Yeah>. bullshit <laughs> I, did the mar- I did the markets in Surface Paradise uh, When schoolies was really big up there We used to get two weeks holiday there They'd send all the market people home So that the kids could all come into town And do schoolies It was absolutely great
0: Oh Good times Le- Leanne, yeah. I wish you were my mum you, you sound very cool
16: Yeah Oh, thank you
0: Thank you. You have a lovely day. Thank-
16: my son rang me from Toronto to see what I was doing on um, Monday.
0: On, on Super Bowl, though?
16: On Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. The game was me. pretty boring. Ball- and you said the game was exciting, but the game was pretty dull.
2: Well, hang
0: on. wasn't It uh, It was
2: pretty close. It was a
0: draw at full time. I
2: mean, the, day, the game, I'm trying to hide. Nothing happens until the last 15 minutes. Yeah, but it does go on and on and on and on and on. It was, it yeah. was exciting at the
16: back end. Yeah, the back end was exciting. Yeah, I must admit. Yeah. All right. But um, it was all pretty dull at the beginning.
0: Thanks, Leanne. Cheers. Cheers, darling. Thank you. Isn't it, well, that's a cool mum?
2: That's a great mum because yeah. I would. I just wouldn't let my son stay home to watch a football game. What
0: if? What did you wag school for? One triple three five three. We had someone ring up earlier. She wagged school for Abba. Yeah, I
2: thought that was. That's great. good. That's fair that's enough. That's really good. That's well, a good story.
0: Um, Adam McDonald uh, all bids. You're yeah. going to do business with my colleague and friend here, Michelle Bishop, and I just learned something about you, Bishop. <laughs> and I don't know whether Thomason even knows this. Bishop is not only one of Australia's best sports reporters, but she and her husband ventured into a business together, and they bought <laughs> and ran a food van.
2: A big, massive, a massive food
0: truck. truck. They had it really? built, yeah. they had it custom built, fitted out. Yep. Where did you go?
2: It was uh, the Norahead Lighthouse. So how it came about, we were up there one day. We actually got married up there. And when we were up there, we were hungry. The closest place was, you know, a couple of k's away. And we thought, this is insane. It's a beautiful, iconic spot. There's nowhere to get a drink or, um, you know, anything to eat. Coffee or a... Yeah. So we put a proposal together for the board there and um, had it approved. And it wasn't the first thing we'd done. We'd done a few things out in Western Sydney as well, but... Um, hadn't done that for quite some time, but yeah, we so we trained the kids up as baristas. They went to do you tra- barista courses. Hang on, you, tra-
0: you sent your kids to barista school.
2: Yep, absolutely. So, so that in the they city. could work in the van. And they used to make the best coffees. They're enormous. We we shopped around. We went for coffee taste testing um, to all different places to to secure what we thought was the best coffee, and it went down a treat. But the best selling item I had was I was really funny about the fish. You know, battered fish, crumb fish. So I used to get really good fish, but um, I just, I'm not into real sort of fatty stuff, so we used to do a really mean uh, fish and chips um, and the lamb wraps. People would line up for miles for lamb wrap and also my pasta.
0: Do you sell burgers?
2: Sell, sold burgers, every type of burger, fish burger, vegetarian burger, your big fat beef burger.
0: Were you licensed? Could you sell beers and wine? No,
2: we were going to try that, but unfortunately the uh, the locals kind of didn't really want that. The, the, they thought it, it might bring it, it, riff-raff. It, 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 riffraff. I was, was yes. going to use the word riffraff. <laughs> riffraff, yes. Well, that was so the word that was used. We weren't were living, living in the up- van.
1: No, living up that area at the time. Yes, I
2: was living on the central coast of New South Wales. It's actually where we brought our children up, to be honest, before we moved to uh, to Bungandore,
0: to Canberra. And this food van, dimension-wise, how big is it?
2: It's huge. It's the biggest one you can actually get. It's called the King Kong trailer, food trailer. It's got two massive doors, uh, as in serving windows. Um, it's actually three because at the back, where you had the deep fryer, that used to pop up open as well. So you could, you know, let out all the heat. Because, gee, it was like, I reckon I used to lose two or three kilos in that thing a weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, it had everything pizza oven, uh, cappuccino, like a coffee maker, uh, milkshake makers, you name it. Uh, well, it,
1: was, it was brilliant. I mean, I've just Michelle's just sent me photos of it. I'm going to try and sell it for her. It. It's uh, it's pretty impressive. What's it worth? What do you want it for is... it?
2: Well, I wouldn't have a clue now. I'd have to go and do What's my research. Worth, I'm Adam? hoping Adam can help me out. I
0: don't.
1: Know. I've only seen. He's
2: not a I've food seen truck five photos.
0: So you want your money not back? Not yet. I'm not. So it would have cost not you a yet, fortune to, because this was custom made. Yeah. This wasn't a. a, a a business that you went and bought. No, nope. you started it from scratch and built this and thing. Built the thing. We went went and had all oh, of the, yeah.
2: all sort of measured up and said, "Yep, that's what we want." Like, it, I mean, they make them standard, but then you go and pick everything that you want to to add to it. So, yeah. good. Gotcha. You're an
0: interesting person. I didn't know this mm, until tonight.
2: There you go. Bishop. Yeah. So I used to be a, a sports reporter during the week, and then I'd uh, be, uh, you know, serving
0: burgers. And what time did you start?
2: Oh. On the weekend, sort of 5.30. Yeah, because oh, no, we no, had not. to cook the eggs and the bacon. So you'd have
0: the joggers and the walkers. Oh, yeah. So you'd have to We'd do... muesli m- and, yogurts and yogurts and all that oh. sort of stuff first
2: up. But just lots and lots of coffee. The coffee went down a tree. The early morning, the morning
0: exercises, the yoga people, yep. you had all that to do. with. And then about
2: sort of uh, 10, 11 o'clock, the ones that Fish were hung over would come up and say, yeah, had a big night on the, on you know, the, the drink last night. A couple of quiet ones. Yeah, a couple of quiet ones. Now can I have one of your <laughs> bacon and egg rolls or your big beef burgers? Uh, whacking some chips and you know some battered
0: fish, oh. went down a treat. And so I'd, love to, I'd love to know what this thing's worth. And I'll we-
1: have to do some research. It's it's pretty it's pretty epic. Like it's 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 double frontage, mm. um, very neat, very clean, towable.
2: We also had because there wasn't a lot of storage. We also had another little uh, trailer which was turned completely into fridges which was called Bubbles. I didn't nickname it that, but that's where we used to have all our stock, like our, you know, ice cream or... Yeah. Our, um, cause it, was it was like a, cool, like a little mob, a compact. mobile cool room. Yeah, cool and room we actually take that camping. Can I tell you, it's the it's a godsend. Uh, we used to be at Lake St. Clair where it was, you know, 45 degrees in the summer where we used to, um, you know, be skiing. And we used to take Bubbles along and it was full of, uh, you know, beverages. Beer. Let's um, be that kept them nice and cold, and that's become a bit of a that's not going anywhere, that's staying with the family. So, that,
0: you ran that off of Jenny?
2: Uh, yes, yep, absolutely. Oh, wow. Mm. A food
0: van for there sale you through all bits. Anyone want a food truck? There you go. Yes, let's promote it. One triple three, and then then you ran head on into COVID.
2: Yes, oh, so that's what happened. Bummer. Yes, which was a bit unfortunate, and then we moved, so we never put it back up again
0: in well, operation. One triple three, five, three. Who are the better people to deal with—the early morning walker, jogger, no yoga people, or the lunchtime? No way. One for the hungover. The <laughs> hungover people. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Hi, uh, Mile.
0: My um, my doctor once suggested to me that I do a yoga class every second day. I said that's a bit of a stretch.
2: Oh dear. <laughs> boom boom. Oh man.
0: <laughs> I like it, Luke. Bill, hello. Like a... Yeah, sorry, Bill. Hey Bill. Good morning,
1: everybody. How are you? Good. Hey Billy, what's going on? I just want to
8: have a lash at there,
0: yeah. Quickie. Yes, go. It's Australian and it's 80s. Uh, It
8: wouldn't be better by the screaming jets, would it?
0: No, it's not. Very, very sorry. 133353. Peter, Peter, you've got a story to tell us. We were talking about Pink being turned away from the Manly 16 foot skiff club. The other night Because she didn't Have her ID Can you tell us What the story is With clubs And why she had To show her ID Whereas you don't Have to show your ID When you walk Into a pub
17: Well I'm not too sure About Pink specifically But the difference Between pubs And clubs Are that Pubs have a An individual Who's a licensee Who's responsible For throwing out People When they shouldn't Be there whereas a bowling club or an RSL is actually run by a board of directors. So to throw someone out, you actually have to have a board meeting and vote to throw that person out. So to get around that, that's why they make people members, and when you become a member, you sign a bit of paper to agree to a code of conduct. So if you don't abide by that code of conduct, well, then they use that to throw you out.
0: Is that really the reason? Oh it, the, the, the legislation goes back to 1976 in New South Wales. And Peter, it was explained to me once that clubs ran differently to pubs and that they had to survive off membership. And that if you lived within a five kilometre radius of that club, you had to be a member to get in. And if you lived outside the 5K radius, you were allowed in as a temporary member, but you had to prove your ID to to prove where you lived.
17: Yeah, but you know how when you're a temporary member, you've actually got to sign in, you've got to sign that little slip? Yes, yes. So 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 you're actually, actually, because there's no actual um, individual licensee there to govern Mm -hmm. the premises, it's actually a board of directors, and the board of directors aren't there. Well, by signing that slip or being a member you're agreeing to be a good person and behave yourself and if you don't behave yourself well then you're breaking the club rules and then that's what they used to throw you out
0: ok but how come that bloke who ran man, who runs Manly Markets he was in the queue he was right next to Pink and he saw and heard what was going on and he thought this is ridiculous and he said I'll sign her and her party in he recognised who she was And that wasn't sufficient. So then, through the doors, he could see two of the directors. And he said, excuse me. And he went in to talk to the two of the directors, who he knew, and they couldn't do anything. They were stunned. Why couldn't somebody sign her in? For God's sake, it's embarrassing.
17: Well, it sounds strange to me because I've had people... Look, I've gone into a club and not been able to get in, and I've had a member that doesn't even know me standing next to me, so I'll sign you in and sign sign me in on... Didn't do that, that. so you have to actually speak to one of the directors of the club and uh, get their side of the story.
0: Ah, but when somebody next to you says, "Listen, I'll sign you in," do you still have to show your ID to prove that you live outside the 5K radius? I don't know. Yeah, you might still need your ID.
1: Surely someone there had ID. One of her. One of her entourage had ID.
2: That's what I find weird. Because they made someone... the booking. They made the they booked
1: fifteen of and them. And they made the booking. And they would have said, oh, "Where's the passport?" She did. Well, she didn't. She's she didn't get. In the,
0: in the hotel safe, probably.
2: You know, that's uh, that's when people say, "Oh, they should have that." I never do. Like wherever I'm traveling, you just you don't because it's if just it gets pinched, knocked off.
0: Yeah. You're, you're, you're I trouble. would never have my passport on me when traveling in a foreign country. If someone picked my pocket, I'm stuck. I'm gone.
17: Yeah. And where's, where's, where's Pink's personal assistant? You get her to run back to the hotel to get her
1: ID.
0: Yeah, but this is over in Manly. They're probably over in the city. She has a oh, ferry. Yeah. yeah. No way, mate. Oh, no. there must have been a way around it. Look, it was four pines' gain and the skiff club's loss. But apparently the young girl on reception was a little bit rude. I don't know. Maybe it was, she was a bit overwhelmed. But um, one of Pink's minders, a fellow, in a very quiet voice, said, listen, We've ha- we have made a booking, and we've put a deposit. We pay a fifty percent deposit. Could we just talk to the manager? And she allegedly said, "The manager's only going to tell you what I told you." That's not how you deal with.
1: Deposit- no, that's not customer service. Yeah, that's, that's, not- terrible. No. Quickly,
0: that's terrible. Just quickly on Barnaby, yeah, on Barnaby. I
17: think that's a bit of a, bit of a clickbait because you look at what Lydia Thorpe does. It's he's a lightweight compared to Lydia Thorpe.
2: They love clickbait.
17: Yeah, a part of his only clickbait, because it's, it's a whole lot of nothing as far as I'm concerned, because you look at the way Lydia Thorpe carries on, and she's sober.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah throwing herself in front of the Mardi Gras it was the wrong float. Um, <laughs> she, is a, she is a character, Lydia Thorpe. Um, we should get her on. We should get Lydia Thorpe yeah. on. Do, I uh, think we should. And, and get her on the man cave. Why not? I think it'd be a good.
1: Would yeah, I'd, I'd I'd mean, absolutely.
0: I'd love to be here that that night. Oh, we'll make sure. Why you, hey, listen, Peter from Picton, Thanks for your call. No worries. Thanks, Luke. Okay.
1: Good on you, Peter.
0: Um, Jim's in Penrith. He's got some thoughts on on the on the uh, Pink Gate, <laughs> Skiffy Gate. <laughs> what, well, Jim? G'day.
8: Yeah, g'day, mate. How you going? Good. Hey, Jim, mate. Hello. Listen, when you um, like you're saying um. Luke, if someone's standing next to you or a member's standing next to you and they say they'll sign you in, that, that's all good and well. They can do that, yeah. and you can live inside a yeah. five-kilometre radius if they're signing you in. But when they leave, you must leave the premises as well.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, that yes. is true. I you, did not know that. You can't that.
0: remain in the premises. Yeah, if because they leave, you're kind you of, must
2: leave. They're, they're kind of responsible for you. They're, they're, I they're had no idea. They're you
0: kind of thing. So what's the difference, Jim? Jimmy, you're a member of a club. I'm a member of a lot of clubs. Okay, you, you're the expert. What, what is the difference between... a cl- Why can a pub let you in without ID, but a club can't? I know it's a basic dumb-ass dumb question, but just can you answer me?
8: It, it is like the other gentleman said. It is a case of the board of directors. You're actually signing your rights to the club, saying that they can ask you to leave. That is the reason. It's nothing to do with the five-kilometre radius because they can actually waiver that if you live inside the 5 kilometre radius if they wish to.
1: Yeah, of course. Maybe okay, it, so maybe it Pitt, does. Pitt not having identification
8: on her, even though she's well-known and famous, is irrelevant, really. The person that said, no, she can't come in because she can't prove how old she is, is the reason being.
6: Now, mm. that person no, could but have is...
8: wavered, but if the police had come into the club and asked for identification, the club's then responsible... For letting somebody in without identification.
1: So you're telling me, you're telling me, if if Arnie Joan, who's 86 years old, walks in and doesn't have ID, they're not going to let her in.
8: I'm saying they can waiver it. They can say, yeah, you can come in, but if they do that and the licensing police come in, the club is therefore vowed for a fine, and it's quite a hefty fine.
0: What are the chances of gaming and licensing Please. coming in? To the skiff club. To the skiff
1: club, and, exactly.
0: And, and saying, "Hey, you, pink over here." Yeah. Do you have an no, ID? No. Look, okay. The rules are rules, and if you've got a license that's that's hanging, by you know, by those rules.
1: Mate, you, what, but I, I think whichever way you look at it, that 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 young lady at front of house, she is messed up royally. Like oh, that well, is that is th- a massive.
0: Uh, look, I'm going to give her the benefit. Maybe just she, give me nah. a reason. Just give me a nah, reason. it's.
1: It's, Do you know it's, this, no,
3: It's gone over your
2: Tracy head. Chapman. That's one of her songs. Tracy yeah. one of pink songs. Oh, just th- give me a reason.
0: I thought that was Tracy Chapman. Well, she maybe, she's stolen it. Okay. Um, Jim, thanks, buddy. It's a, it just seems awfully petty and it seems like not good PR for Australian. It's terrible. Hosp- for Australian hospitality.
1: It's terrible. Yeah. You want to get all these I think international. Do you? You want to get all these international acts down here?
0: So, I know.
1: All these international acts down here, and someone as um, influential as Pink, yeah, and saying, "Don't go there," like, "Don't go to Manly because the the, you go to one restaurant, they they won't even let you (laughs) in."
2: Not anymore. It's just
0: crazy.
1: It's it's (laughs) we get there. It's an absolute. It's an absolute bun fight. She's uh, messed up royally.
0: One triple three fight. Do these laws need to be amended? Is this a bad look? The Four Pines did well out of a gym.
1: Oh,
8: look, you know, as I said, uh, it's not a case of don't go to Manly. It's a case of now when she goes back there, she's going to go, I don't know if I want to go back to Australia. And that's absolutely shocking. Yeah. She's, a well-known, she's a well-known person, and she should have been let in and given the royal bloody treatment as far as I'm concerned. But the person that said, oh, no, she can't come in, the person that said she can't come in was doing their job yeah. and probably shouldn't, shouldn't be reprimanded for it, but what a bloody idiot. Yeah, cool. it's no.
1: I think they should sense. be reprimanded for it. I think they should be no, reprimanded for that she's it doing because a you, job. no, because you as a, as front of house, you need to learn to read the Luke, room. Sorry, I'm totally. It's, you know, could have said Look, it's this not black is- and white. It's not. The, the situations, every situation change. Every party that comes in are different. You need to re- re- read the bloody room. That this is, is her a doing a job, effort. saying,
2: "Look, these are the rules. So Unfortunately, I job. don't give you permission to do this, but let's see she's how I can badly. help you. Call someone else. Common exactly sense right. prevails, yeah. and Pink eats at Manly and not four pines, but bad That's luck. Right.
0: So so what the girl on reception maybe should have done was said, look, listen, I am going by the rules, and I think they're stupid too. When's look, she
2: going to break her silence?
0: But, <laughs> but oh, Max Marksum, who, she, he'll, be, he'll be on to her surely, today. Surely he'll, he's going to be
2: pumped on the telly right across the weekend, the receptionist nah, that Ma- Max, Mar- when entry breaks her silence. S-
1: 60 minutes is on Sunday, isn't
0: it? Ma- <laughs> you watch Max Marksum's doing a deal for her right now. But she should have said, instead of saying, that. look, the manager's going to tell you what I said, she should have got the manager mm. and gone listen it's pink yeah. this is not not a good look for us how can we fix this that's yeah. what that, yeah that's what should have
3: happened 100% 100%, 100% that's what should have happened good
0: on you jim thanks for, your, thanks, for your thanks
3: call. thanks jim thanks see, it it's
0: embarrassing isn't it mm. it's
1: embarrassing for the australian um
0: hospitality the,
1: that hospitality industry it is
0: it is you an, an imagine her sitting on
2: oprah well there was this one time when i was in australia yeah. you know i
0: so know it's going to happen it's going to happen what happened on Ellen? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. I know firsthand that a very well known, used to be well known broadcaster, tried to get into the chairman's club at Qantas, and you need ID. It, I
2: you, know this story.
0: You, I think you, I know this as well. Okay, because it was told to me firsthand by the person that it happened to, wow. and tried and 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 um, didn't have ID. And the young person on the desk didn't instantly recognize this person and said, and was, Really? And was brought to tears. No, not, not this person's demographic. Right. And said, I'm terribly sorry. Did that so... person
2: handle it like pink?
0: No. <laughs> don't you know who I am? Uh, no. uh, don't you know who I am? This, per- <laughs> this person, I'm not kidding, said, I know Alan Joyce. I'm ringing Alan Joyce now. <coughs> pulled out his phone and called Alan and Joyce. called Alan Joyce <laughs> because he wasn't allowed into the chairman's lounge because he didn't have his ID. I am not kidding. I'm calling Alan, uh, I'm calling Alan Joyce. Uh, this young girl's supervisor could see the the kerfuffle went up and fixed it.
2: Well. Did Alan answer?
0: <laughs> but, uh,
1: <laughs> Probably not. because yeah. Him again. Wow.
0: I'm not kidding.
2: When we talk about rules, here's an interesting one. The races on the weekend, um, my husband had a, um, an injury uh, to, his, to his knee and it was uh, strapped and an, another gentleman came along and had something very similar. Um, we, it didn't matter for us with the knee, but with the, with the other guy had something wrong with his neck or something and couldn't wear a tie. Mm. I had to have a doctor's certificate. No. How do you know to bring a doctor's certificate to a sporting event? <laughs> what? Did he have it? No. No, he, and was, so he wasn't. Was a, wasn't look in. and here again and, and well done to the to the um, to Randwick because the woman had common sense. Like she obviously saw, checked him out that he had the injury. <laughs> um and, and waved, waved him through, but um yeah, wasn't able to wear a tire. So that that was interesting. I if was going to the races and you have a sore neck, take a doctor's certificate. I was once to invited
0: to the parliamentary dining room in Macquarie Street in Sydney. This is the state Parliament, Mm -hmm. and I had a shirt and a tie on, (coughs) excuse me, and I wasn't allowed in, I had to have a jacket, and luckily they have a whole bunch of spare ones. Hanging up different sizes, oh. and I had to put on someone else's what jacket. If
2: it, what if someone else's and they had bo? Yeah. That's gross. Well, I
0: don't know, but after it, they certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a they had a whole lineup. That's of,
2: not. A, that's. had to wear a jacket. be done this day and age, surely, dumb for ar- hygiene
0: purposes. Dumbass rules. One triple three five three. Yes, this,
1: there'll be plenty of them out there.
0: What's the dumbassest rule you've ever come across that just makes no sense? I, I just feel embarrassed for pink. I got one more on this, uh, uh, Steve. good day. No, hang on. Steve. How you going? Good, Steve. Good day, said, Steve. You've got some uh, experience in licensed premises in New South Wales or or Victoria?
11: Well, up until I moved to Victoria five years ago, I was a dancer at a pub. I was knocking back 60 and 70-year-olds for coming into the pub.
2: Because of their ID? <laughs> yep.
11: Yeah, part of the RSA, when you do the RSA, no one's allowed in a licensed premises without an ID.
1: That's such bullshit. I, I, I'm sorry, Steve, but that's that's the worst customer service ever. Like, it's just you're, you're 70 years old. You're surely you've earned the right not to carry your your pension card or your your, your license
0: or your doctor's certificate. <laughs> but
13: I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure technically,
11: by letter that the law with the New South Wales Police, you have to have uh, ID on you at all times, no matter what you're doing.
16: Really?
2: Dumb yeah. ar-
0: d- let's find out. Dumbass
1: we- rules. Yeah. Y-
0: let's check that out. What about when
2: on I'm going for a jog of a morning?
0: What if you're at a nudist beach? Well, we Where do you put it?
2: Oh.
0: What-
2: <laughs> what- just slip it there.
0: <laughs> Where do you, put you your just know? cup your hands over? Where do you put your driver's license if you're at a nudist beach? One triple three five three. ass rules that we are forced to live by that need fixing. Here's another, uh, really yeah. quick one. Sorry. Sorry. Here's another
2: real, real quick one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, coming from New South Wales, living in Canberra. Canberra are behind the times and don't have, or not all of Canberrans have the uh, digital licence. I had mm. to use it this week and they wouldn't take it. I said, no, you have to have the actual... I said, no, hard no, no. Copy, the hard copy. New South Wales, we can show you. and mm. No, sorry, I can't. I have to have the hard
0: copy. Dumbass rules, um, 13353. St- Stevie, thank you for your contribution. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Steve.
0: I'm going to let you guys go, but I'm happy to continue the conversation. You are out. Adam McDonald, General Manager of All Bids Auctions. Thank you for another great man cave, mate. The no, sorry, I was
1: a, a shade late.
0: No, no one knew, mate. You're just, oh, oh, you are just oh, shaved, shaved yourself not... up. Oh, yeah, I was,
1: uh, I was ready to go here at uh, <laughs> quarter two.
0: You know we one... had you covered, Chad. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dumbass co-hosts. Wonderful <laughs> Don't
2: segue to me.
0: We've all got them. <laughs> Adam, what have you got up for auction coming up this week? A
2: food truck. A
0: food truck, (laughs) yeah.
1: Possibly a food truck. Maybe a nice Range Rover. The King Kong. The King 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 Kong Kong of food food trucks. So I'm going to go and have a look at a... Maybe go and have a look at a food truck. But I'm going to have a look at a a farm that's been in the family for 160-odd years. So... Um, get to sift through their their barns and sheds. I'm going to do that today, so that's that's exciting. That'd
0: to me. be way cool, Bishop, We're going to see you on Channel Seven, looking after sport. What's on on your hit list?
2: Yes, that's 7:35 uh, tomorrow morning. You'll see me on Sunrise, probably talking NRL and Vegas.
0: All right, and you'll be with me a little bit later on. And we'll Sticking be around, thanks to Nature B, Power Pollen, powerpollen.com.au, and the quickie. We've got a second quickie. It sounds like that. It's Australian. And it's 80s. Alan, have a go. Alan, talk. Hello, Alan.
17: You're the voice by Johnny Farmer.
0: No, in fact, that was the quickie earlier this week. It was the quickie on Thursday morning from memory. Because Trevor Long loves... Monday jo- morning. Monday
4: morning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not, Alan. Here it is again, folks. Have a crack. This is the quickie. Australian and 80s Adam McDonald, we salute you. Have a great week, brother.
1: See you, Skip. See you, Bishop.
0: See you later. See you, Tommy. Tracy Chapman, who made an appearance at the Grammys. It was lovely to see Tracy Chapman and Joni Mitchell there. They're the only two I recognised. I had no idea who anyone else was. Oh, there's Joni Mitchell. Fantastic. Doesn't look a day older. And uh, Tracy Chapman. Hey, um, Michael's been waiting on... Michael, knock over this quickie for me. Oh, back in black, ACDC. No. No good? No good, Michael. Keep thinking. Okay, I'll have to give another clue in about half an hour. The quickie, this is our second quickie for the morning. It's Australian. It is 80s. And it's a classic, and it sounds like this. 13353. Hey, listen, do you snore? You know if you snore. If you have a CPAP machine, maybe it's time to upgrade it. The sleep specialists are Sove, S-O-V-E. And if you know that you snore and maybe you stop breathing, your partner's telling you 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 stop breathing during the middle of the night, go and get tested. They can organise bulk billing. Sove. And you know what? Regular CPAP maintenance is essential to your sleep apnea treatment. And that's why I recommend... The expert team at Sove CPAP Clinic, and this month they're giving away a twenty-dollar Fpos gift card when you buy any ResMed AirFit or AirTouch mask. And this offer is available only at Sove CPAP Clinic. It ends end of this month, and there are T's and C's. Stop snoring with Sovey, Sove. S O V E one 762939. CPAP is used for obstructive sleep apnea treatment. Always follow the directions for use when considering whether CPAP's right for you, speak to your doctor. That's the quickie, it's 80s. It's Australian and it's a classic and you all know it. One triple three, five three. We'll take a break. And Dr. Carl and the wonderful world of science is next. Yeah next week we'll talk to Dr. Carl Christnicki again and if look if you've got a science question for the doc, let us know. Email it to us, nightshift at triplem.com.au. just Luke, could Dr. Carl tell us explain this, and he'll do it. The most significant medical breakthrough in the history of mankind, I reckon, was the discovery or the invention of penicillin. That, that's, that's just me. But if you have a question for Dr, what about the invention of the X-ray machine? What about the x-ray machine?
4: That's a very good call. That gave
0: doctors the chance to diagnose broken bones and, th- and things better.
4: Yeah, yeah. Simple one, but the, the fact that we can bandage or, or, or be, be able to treat wounds where some places can't do that, I think that was a game changer in itself.
0: Dr. Carl saying clean drinking water. I'll, I'll go with it. But I reckon penicillin. That's just me, and I'm not a doctor. You, tell me what you think, One triple three five three. But if you do have a, a science question, a conundrum, something that's been bothering you, Dr. Carl will sort it out for you. Let us know because he loves ideas. Email us nightshift at triple and uh, a question for Dr. Carl, and he'll be back on with us next week. Uh, Vince, good morning. Good night. How are you going? Good, thanks, Vince. Thanks for waiting on.
7: Uh, Do you remember we spoke last year, um, I used to live in Bathurst in the same street as you and my dad flooded your house?
0: Which street was this?
10: Stanley Street.
0: Stanley Street. Did your dad own those trucks down the end of the street? Yes, yes. Oh Christ, do I remember. So what happened folks, I lived in Bathurst through two one in 100 year floods. Uh, one was 86 and the other one was 90, what year was it? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, and at our street was 2nd Street back from the river, the Macquarie River, and the place flooded, but the water came up to the top of the kerb, the guttering. It didn't go through our house. And this bloke's father had these trucks parked at the end of the street, and he drove them up Stanley Street through the water, and the wake that he caused with these trucks, that's when the water came into all our houses. Yes, I vaguely remember it. <laughs> Thanks for that, Vince.
7: Oh, yeah, he, he, when I spoke to you, he passed away about two months after that.
0: Oh, I'm very, I'm very, very sorry, Vince.
7: Yeah, he got an 87.
0: Yeah, I'm very sorry.
7: His dad and his grandfather only made it to 84. Been past?
0: Well, I'm very, very sorry. But I do remember, it was, I didn't know it was your dad. I just remember a bloke who had trucks down the end of the road drove them up Stanley Street through the water and we thought, we're going we're to escape this. We had all the sand banking done and the water came right up to the gutter. And we thought, we're going to get away with this and this truck comes screaming up the road and the water just went whoosh into the houses. Yeah. Anyway, Vince, why are you ringing me? I'll have
7: a go at the quickie again. Yes. Uh,
0: reckless Australian crawl. That's a very. That is such a good guess. It sounds just like it, but no. I wish I could give it to you. Sorry, Vince. Thanks, mate. You have a good day. One triple three five three is the telephone number. Terry, what's the quickie?
8: Uh, g'day, mate. Um, good mate. mate. Good in excess original thing. Sounds like the start the drum beat.
0: It does. Mm. No.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Sorry, Terry. You have a great day. Have a great Friday, Jamie. What is it?
8: Hey mate, how you doing? Good. Got a feeling it might be in excess. Never tear us
0: apart. No. It does sound in excess-ish, that drum beat, but it's not. It is an Australian classic. The band is an Australian classic band. There, it's, it's, I've said it's a band, and it's 1980s. 133353 is the telephone number. This is the night shift around Australia on the Triple M network. Oh, speaking of the devils. No, it's not the quickie. <laughs> it's not. But it could have been. It sounds a bit like it sounds like this. That's the quickie. All right. Hey, Jason, where are you?
12: There you go, mate. Uh, right now, I'm in Tom Price. I'm from Mandra.
0: Mandra, WA. Yes, what do you do?
12: Um, I work in the mining industry.
0: Yeah, I thought you might. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for listening.
12: So, yeah, I'm a um, I'm a I had everything sorted this Monday. To no, you're,
0: you're breaking up. Try again, Jason. Jason, Jason, your phone's breaking up, Jason.
12: Yeah, you there, mate?
0: Yeah, Jason, your phone's breaking up. Can you step to the left or something? How's that? Okay, you got a story for me. What's the story?
12: Yeah, so the Super Bowl on Monday, I'll yeah. uh, go for the 49ers. Yeah. And basically, I had the whole day set up to watch it and everything, and the kids decided to be sick. Oh. So two of them stayed at home, and then I thought, okay, I'll get in, get the other. Jason?
0: Jason? He's got a Super Bowl. He's, no, he's actually just dropped completely out. We'll try and get him back. If not, um, we'll, we'll see if we can get him on next week. But, yeah, very bad reception. Mandra, WA, in the mind. He has a, a Super Bowl story. I don't know if we'll find out what it is today. Uh, we'll take a break. Be back. The Night Shift Triple M. Triple M. We'll leave it there. Dr. Dr. Keith Suter. So, Indonesia has a new president. Who may not be too sympathetic or too friendly towards Australia and the development of tourism between Indonesia and Australia? But just think about that for a second. They had nearly two hundred and five million people eligible to vote. This, that's just people eligible to vote. It's a massive population, isn't it? Anyway, you heard it here on the night shift uh, with Luke Boner. One triple three five three is the telephone number. A quick break. Be back. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see, as I said with Keith Suter earlier, on uh, how Australia's relationship, especially tourism-wise, uh, develops with Indonesia. But it's funny you know, because Bali, even though it's in Indonesia, it's like a, it's a completely separate entity to the rest of Indonesia, isn't it? And um, the the dominant religion in Bali is Hindu, whereas for the rest of Indonesia it's Muslim. But um, yes, this that law that came out banning same-sex couples from staying in the same hotel room. That's never, ever been policed, has it? But, you know, you wouldn't want to be that tourist and you're a bit of a troublemaker and you're being a bit of a pain in the ass, and you are staying with someone of the same sex and they decide to pull that card out on you and next thing you know, you're the next darling of <laughs> Yeah, Hello, Kerakabogan. Oh, right, another one. It's a funny place. It's a great place. I love it. I love going there for holidays. Not Kuta and not the busy spots. We go out to noosa Lembong and out to an island. Um, but uh, it's a it's a great place to go. I hope it stays a great tourist destination. And I hope that Australians and other tourists lift their game a bit and show a bit more respect to that wonderful culture. Anyway, just my thoughts. 13353 is the number. Oh, the quickie. We still haven't got rid of it. Look, We've got time. The quickie sounds like this. It is our second quickie for the morning because it went off very early during the man cave. So this too is an Australian track. It's an Australian band. Massive, massive hit. Big Australian band. Sounds like this. That's the quickie. Have a crack. G'day, Bruce. Bruce. How's it going, mate? Bruce, happy Friday. Are you okay? Where are you? Um, yeah, I'm at home in Mackay. Mackay. With Sundays.
10: Yeah, mate.
0: Beautiful. What's up? Uh, I just rang
10: up for the quickie. Do
0: you listen to Dave and Jay? Uh, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. When? Yeah. How are they going? Are they going okay? Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you're a big fan. Yeah, that's the response they normally get. Good morning, boys. How are you? You know I love you, Bruce. What can I do for you?
10: Um, yeah, I just rang up for the cookie.
0: Yeah.
10: Uh, is it um ACDC? Who made who? It?
0: No, it's not. I'm very sorry, Bruce. Alright. Uh, okay. I Dave and Jay and the Witch Sundays, absolute superstar. With l- listeners like that, no wonder they're so successful. One triple three five three is it's 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 listeners like Bruce that add energy to He's got that da- vigor about it. Oh that's that's why Dave and Jay's show is just full on. It's going from strength to strength. Oh, it's a screamer. And yeah. it's listeners like Bruce that give it that energy. You can hear them from here. Oh, I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. Russell, hello. Going,
8: Luke. How are you, mate? I'm good,
0: brother. Are you all right?
8: Yeah, mate, yeah, just, you know, about to go and do me a
0: bit. You're just keeping the dream alive? Uh, yeah, well, uh, like we say, at work, living the nightmare. <laughs> what you What are you doing up? What do you do?
8: Uh, mate, well, you know they say
0: without, without trucks, Australia stops. I do, I say that.
8: Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually not a truck driver. But oh. without, forkies, without forkies,
0: there's no trucks. Oh, that Without forkies, the trucks are empty. Hundred percent, mate. 100%. Hey? And without forkies, the stuff that's on the shelves in all the stores, well, the stores would be empty because it wouldn't get out from there. It, it wouldn't make its way to the shelves from the warehouse. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred hey? percent. I'm in, I'm in refrigerated logistics, and it's a, it's a real skill to do the forklift thing properly. Can you do the forklift reverse beep noise for me?
8: Uh, beep beep
0: yep yeah. yeah. sorry Russell how does it go
8: beep, hmm. beep, beep, beep.
0: you see I know this for a fact but when you go to forklift school you, they they get you to do that properly in case the the uh the real buzzer breaks down correct uh,
8: It was many some years ago yeah. now but I think you uh, are correct yeah
0: yeah so when the when the real when it, when you put the forky in reverse and the noise doesn't go off you actually have to do it manually, and and, and it goes like this.
8: Yeah. It
0: feels <laughs> quite uplifting when you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uplifting forklift. That's very good. Is that the best you got? Oh no, I have my ups and downs. The, is that uh... Russell? Yes, mate. Do you see what I have to put up with here? Ah, uh, well, nothing one
8: with a bit of shenanigans on a
0: Friday, Russell. What what are we talking about? <laughs>
8: That's it, mate. I'm, just, uh, I'm actually
9: just
0: pulling up into the car park. Just have a go of
9: the quickies. That's all right, Luke. Yeah, go. It's a long
0: way to the top by ACDC. Ah. Uh, I really wish I could give it to you. <laughs> I mean, with material like this, you're almost caller of the week. No, Russ, it's not. I'm sorry, brother. That's
8: all right, mate. I, I suppose
9: I better go and get to fork and work. You get, yes. One and, more time,
8: Russell. You can, one more time. And you
0: can forking, well, bring me any time you like. Hey, Russell, you, you better back up now, quick. <laughs>
3: This is the night shift. (laughs) The night shift on the Triple M network. (laughs) What are we doing
13: now? Uh, (laughs) It's the most
5: unhinged radio I have ever heard in my entire life.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Ah, uh, caller of the week. Yeah, caller of the week. Um, his name was Patty. That's right. We had a lot of callers on a lot of topics, and it's really tough. But I, so it's such a tough decision. Calling caller of the week, I give it to you. And
4: it's a, it's an honour to be able to do it.
0: And you chose this. This was Patty from earlier in the week. Shall we just play it?
4: Let's hear play.
18: We had a mate, we decided to go out one night drinking, and he just decided to drink twice, even three times as much more as we did that night. Started off with beer, and then as the night progressed, we sort of started getting on the spirits. He started getting more drunker and drunker, and he just up and left, just disappeared on us. We're looking for him for about an hour, someone had found his phone, guessed his password, and They called me and said, oh, we found your mate's phone. He's just walked to the Botanical Gardens in Adelaide Mm. and they weren't open. So he's jumped the fence there and Mm -hmm. walked through there and ended up somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Get a phone call from another number because my mate has found these two people. And said, oh, can you call my phone, please? I can't find it. Mm. And it turns out one of them was a police officer mm. who was going to throw him into the drug tank because yeah. he was passed out on the side of the road. At this point in time when he just did that runner, that was a one-off, but he used to like to drink more than we did. The next morning, we mm. all went out to breakfast and mm. we all sat down and said, like, hey, look, this is what happened last night. Yeah. We gave him the full rundown. We all sort of said how we all felt about the situation and as bad as it sounds, we were all still angry with him from the night before, and he brushed it off thinking he didn't have a problem, didn't have a problem, Mm. then he did it again the next weekend with somebody else, and they left him, just completely left him, and that's when we all sat him down again, had another intervention with him, and now he is not a sober, he will have a few beers every now and then, but he just does not drink as much as he used to anymore.
0: Sometimes when you have these interventions, they choose grog over their mates, and so you did curb his behaviour a little.
18: He took a step back from the situation and he confronted us uh, one night saying, yes, I do have a problem. Hmm. He, we were all just sort of gobsmacked thinking, wow, he's actually admitted to it. Like, this is pretty good. I think just having that group of mates around him that supported him, I think he just needed to hear the issues that he was causing when he was getting completely and utterly drunk. I think that really made him rethink his choices
0: for anyone else listening that has a mate that needs taking aside and an intervention, what advice would you have?
18: I would say do it as quickly as you can. If you leave it on too late, then they might cause themselves even more harm. Don't sugarcoat it. Be straight up honest with the issues that you are trying to bring to them. Because if you sugarcoat it, they'll think, oh, nothing's really as bad as what they're saying. I think just being blunt and addressing the issues as fast and as soon as you can will have better effects.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those of you leaving me for your breakfast programs, have a great day, have a great weekend. Those staying with me, plenty more still to come here on The Night Shift on Triple M. Well, maybe a little bit, but it's all harmless. task Belling, the best in the business, joins me now with news headlines. Good morning to Happy you, buddy. Happy Friday.
19: How are you, Luke? I'm
0: good. Look, we're in a hurry. I've got. I'm running late today. That's unusual. Uh, Taylor Swift, massive it- boost for Australian retailers. Can I just tell you how do you define a rock star and a serious rock star? A serious rock star goes straight into the um, the uh, skiff club at Manly without uh, oh. without being asked for ID. Are
19: you but, talking about Pink, the controversy yes, this just, week? Would yes. Taylor Swift
0: have been asked for ID?
19: Uh, possib- See, I question whether the person that was on the door, that hmm. according to all reports, was following the club's legislation that you her have job. to do, you know, show ID. And I'm furious that they actually take a copy of that ID. Remember back in the old days, you just oh. had to show your ID. I've been there before and a lot of clubs now actually take a photocopy of your licence. Yes, they do. So why do they need that? And why should I have to pass over that
0: private information? Well, now I can't sleep. I know, see? Just dropping a bombshell there for you. I'm going to think about that all weekend. (laughs) Anyway, there you go. Pink, uh, not allowed to get into the 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 mail. And apparently
19: didn't have a tantrum. She just left with her people.
0: I love Pink. I think she's fabulous. I think she is too. So Pink didn't see red. But the thing (laughs) is, I think... That uh, the the Skiffy Club's loss was the Four Pines Hotel's gain. It's a great story. Ah, there they they went there yes. instead. Yes,
19: how good's that? I know. But we're talking about Taylor Swift. Can you? Be, do you know the latest number they think she's going to inject into the Australian economy during her tour? Four hundred and five million dollars into the Australian economy just for her tour. Whether you like her music or you don't, you can't underestimate the power of Taylor Swift. Is quite extraordinary. I
0: get, I get it. I know. It is absolutely. Ama-
19: it. And, and, and great for local businesses. There's been a huge increase, you know, in accommodation. There'd be people going and buying new outfits, getting hair and makeup done, all of those bits and pieces. I think the average person could be spending up to $900 uh, to actually go to the concert, including the ticket and all the other associated costs. But a warning has come out, which is, Uh, developing today about to be careful because some Airbnb places are cancelling accommodation and re-advertising it at higher prices. Of
0: course they are. I mean, it's if you go to a summer resort, Mm -hmm. you go to a town that uh, does their business during school holidays in summer, Mm -hmm. a seaside resort, their prices go up. That's their season. Sure. And they say that's our right. Mm -hmm. You go and find a weekender at Jindabyne in uh, December and then try and get that same place. During in the, the peak uh, season. I'm just saying. But they can't, oh, I mean, I'm not talking about that specific
19: circumstance, but if there's a scenario that you've booked that accommodation six months in advance and then they've cancelled it allegedly and then put it back on the market for higher price, that's not okay because you've booked that previously at that set price.
0: Yeah.
19: Well,
0: <laughs> I, I, listen, just very quickly, uh, Barnaby Joyce, uh, we talked about that this week. Yes. I had David Littleproud on the program Uh, And he said, look, we're going to talk to him. We're going to try and get him to take some time off. Um, I have been in the parliamentary dining room. What happened?
19: What did you see?
0: Politicians Mm -hmm. and their minders and their staff drinking unbelievable amounts of uh, taxpayer subsidised wines. Mm -hmm. I was there on one occasion when the bells went off. And the politician I was with said to his media person, oh, what are we voting on? Yeah. And he was pissed. Um, I'm not allowed to be on the radio uh, under the influence. What of other editing?
19: workplace in the country and allows people to be severely inebriated?
0: Let's ask Scotty Phillips from Motley Fool. He's on the phone quickly now. G'day, Scotty. What do you make of this, mate? Should politicians be breath tested? I'm not allowed to go on air under the influence. What do you make of this?
12: Morning, guys. Oh, I don't have breath tested, mate, but they should be. They should be sober enough to do their jobs, right? I think the PM said, "Look, they're all adults. They should be able to be trusted to do the do the right thing." They're not driving heavy machinery. So, uh, you know, what, what's they're, an appropriate they're limit? They're writing for...
0: legislation for the country. Oh, no, I agree.
12: I agree. But you know, are they... I guess it depends on what you are breath testing at what level. I mean, to be fair, I don't get breath tested to do my job either. Uh, plenty of people don't. Do you breath test them? We just simply say this is the standard. If you breach it, then there's disciplinary action.
0: I have people. Uh,
12: I don't, wo- I don't breath test everybody.
0: I have listeners working in mines in, yep, in Western Australia now. That are drug and alcohol tested every day. Mm-hmm. A- yep. a, Scotty, um, the employment figures came out yesterday. We lost 22,000 jobs somewhere. <sighs>
12: Yeah, mate. Ugly. Um, I, I try and find the good news. Normally up from three point nine to four point one percent. Twenty-two thousand jobs done. The other thing, by the way, underemployment also rose. In other words, people who've got jobs but not as many hours as they want. Uh, this is not surprising, though. This is this was always going to happen. It doesn't mean it's okay. But this is this is going to be the story of twenty twenty four, mate. We are going to have more increases in unemployment because the economy continues to slow. We've seen earnings season the first half of the month. This so far already plenty of companies saying, yeah, sales are tough, costs are going up, profits going down, ANZ laying off staff. Um, is, there's, no, there's no silver lining. There's no There's no. but, unfortunately, in this one. Uh, it is going to get tougher before it gets easier.
0: Love your work, Scotty. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, guys. Scotty Phillips, Chief Economist for Motley Fool, Tash Belling. You have yourself a fantastic Friday, an even you better too. weekend, and we'll hear you on Triple M reading the news during the breakfast programme with Mick at MG, 104.9 in Sydney. You have yourself a great day. You too. Take care. Today's Thanks so
14: Friday, today's Friday, Friday's fish, Thursday's
6: shepherd's boy, Wednesday's a roast, puppy, Tuesday's soup, Monday's washing day, is everybody You bet your life, we
7: are.